The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the Cowboys. Oh, 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 I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. This is R&R in the morning, a Thursday edition. It's our Dallas Cowboy training camp coverage day four, coming to you from Oxnard, California, and sent to by right, my co-host, my uh, sidekick, my coffee buyer in the morning. He is uh, Rudy J. What's up, man? How you feeling this morning? Uh, well, I'm feeling like I've been getting up at 2 a.m. for four consecutive mornings. Do you? Yeah. Are you feeling it? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling it. More right. Vince, but, you know, rock stars like Vince are up with us, so we might as well, you know, offer them our very best. Hey, hello, Vince. We're glad everybody's up with us. Chris Whelan, we're glad you're here this morning. Hey, uh, all you morning crew, make sure you are listening on the 20s. Uh, if you want to go see some shows, uh, we have uh, tickets to go see the likes of uh, 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 Stained. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Godsmack. Who? Um, now, tell me, now, I've heard of God Godsmack. I've heard of them, but I can't sing along. I don't think you're supposed to sing along. You're not? Well, I mean, if it's a concert. I, I'm trying to find the other. Everyone, who are the other bands we got here? It's uh, Jimmy Eats it's World. A, Jimmy Eats World. And it. Manchester Orchestra. Oh, uh, to see Manchester Orchestra and Jimmy Eats World. I can't sing along to any of it. So on the 20s, you're going to hear the sounder. Where are we tell finding these tickets? <laughs> Where are we finding these See, tickets? Well, here's the problem. A couple of years back, uh, when we began dealing with shows, um, prior to COVID, that was San Antonio was kind of like a pit stop. You know, you, you kind of got the, the shows, but there's a right. lot of them that went to Austin, Houston, and Dallas, but never us. They would skip us. So it was hard to find regular shows. But right. then after COVID, when every band in the world suddenly needed some some cash, they all jumped on tour. And then we had tickets like crazy you know because that everybody all the bands they did yeah. some money after that out happen? for a year yeah so oh, okay live live music went nuts because everybody's trying to get paid so for about a year we had tickets to everything but you can feel that starting to dry up as all the bands have gone through their world tours and they got their money back and now so uh, our hot ticket there's not uh, and this is no disgrace at all no to the bands that we're playing i'm just saying that you know, when you look at the the live music available to us and just 75 miles north of us, it's a very different world. <laughs> just a little just bit. leave it there. Uh, but let's talk about the topic at hand here. What we got? As we sit on the uh, cool, and I notice you're not wearing a hoodie or anything today. No, you know what? Are and you nipply? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. It's a little cool this morning. Uh, I heard it was 105 back home. Yeah. I talked to my brother-in-law yesterday. He was like, dude, it's going to be 105. Uh, yesterday, we're going to sum up everything that went on yesterday. It was closed practiced uh, on uh, Friday, but uh, on a Wednesday. Uh, so what we have is a lot 
of stand-up and interview type things. So Stefan Gilmore stopped by the Blitz yesterday. We're going to talk with him. Well, you'll hear the stuff. Yeah, I was like, what? That's going to be hard. Yeah, well, we're going to hear from him. Uh, we, uh, uh, the other guy, what's his name? There's Stefan and Steven. Yeah, Steven. Steven, uh, the, the Jones guy, uh, stopped by as well. Man, uh, I don't know what the sense is like on from what people are getting through the news feeds regarding the Cowboys and Zach Martin. But let me tell you, the the resolute nature of the Jones family regarding the Zach Martin contract tells me Martin's going to have to buckle because the Cowboys don't appear to be imminent to give him a dime. Well, he has a contract. Yes, it's not like he's not as Jerry yeah. will tell you. It's not like he's been hadn't been well paid. Well, I guess it's only right that we got to ask Coach Mike McCarthy yeah. what his thoughts are. We, I mean, you and I asked Jerry. Then the Blitz asked Steven, and you'll hear from him. And then I guess it's up to us now to say, hey, well, but I guess Mike's pretty much at the mercy of Zach and, yeah. and the Joneses. He just got to play who's there. He got to worry about the guy. I'm sure his answer will be something like, hey, we got to worry about the guys that but are here. But I do think it'll be a worthy question to talk about the state of his offensive line because the assumption has been that's been a positive part of the team for the last couple of years. But what the numbers tell us is that offensive line was atrocious last year, and you're losing a Hall of Famer off that. So – how much of this new offense is because you were worried about the line? Right. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, How much yeah, of yeah. it is moving back around because that offensive line just cannot hold the block? Well, it also, I mean, injuries played a huge part. Oh, in I'm not guy. saying, yeah. oh, you're right. I'm not saying that the, the, the talent, individual talent isn't very good. But last year, because of injuries, it was a rough year. So it, it does that. How much so does that some play of that change? Into it? Yeah, some of that changing that you said you're going to do, and is it based upon. What you what you're left with on the offensive line, especially without Zach Martin, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, I think that I, I think, think Zach's going to come back. I do too. I think that I don't know if he's going to get new money, but I think he'll be back. Well, there will be a handshake and a wink. The, the money's coming, my brother. But you're going to have to get four st- spaces back in line. Yeah, like come on now, come on, help us out. Now uh, we are inside this bubble of Dallas Cowboydom. So I sat down with Rudy this morning. I was like, anything else going on in the world that we should know about? No. Uh, well, there is a couple of things. As we watch the Pac-12 oh. collapse, uh, they're word, scrambling. Word is, word is out that the Pac-12's the best opportunity they have for a new TV deal is a streaming deal through Apple. So it would involve cord cutting and uh, no, you know, t- no terrestrial cable type of stuff. It would just be Apple. And then That's the minimum guarantee would be lower than the ACC and the Big 12s, which we, that's not unexpected with the Big 12. Right. They, got, they got a good deal. Uh, but lower than the ACC, and it would be based on subscriptions. And, and the experts out there, the, the media types, are saying, this is about the best deal they're going to get. Well, that just, I'm sure, frightens the hell out of uh, Washington and Oregon. Looks like they are now on the phone. Now that they have a baseline, and then we got to consider the Big Twelve where they sit. And, and well, Colorado Arizona's. read the room. Oh yeah, Colorado read well the room. They're like, the we're gone. And then, but now the the latest uh, uh, school that could be on the move is not out of the West, but down in the Southeast, Florida State. So we could see some Florida State, and then you know, it's, it, talks are heating up on the Big Ten recruiting Washington and Oregon. So my thing is, you know, your mark, who I give an A up to this point, he's doing the best he can with what he has. I mean, if the Pac-12 is for sale, then and it's gonna, you can get some things for cheap. I think you definitely need to do some shopping, more shopping. You already went and got Colorado. You should you go get the Arizonas? Should you bid for Oregon alongside of the Big Ten? Should you call Florida State? So I mean, your mark's done a great job. Let I think I think he can go do some bargain shopping. Uh 
you know, if you could pull Florida State in, uh, the SEC. I just don't feel like the SEC let them jump over them. And I'm not sure if I'm Florida State, I want to go. There's something the to be said to being in the thick of that territory but not being part of the country. Right. You know what I mean? That you can benefit by scheduling one or two SEC schools a year but not have to deal with the with the the in and out of an SEC schedule and still look good enough to make the uh, the tournament, which right. is what it is now, good enough to make the tournament at the end of every season. Yeah, I, I mean, it's crazy what's going on. To me, the fact that the Pac-12 is on a – Pretty much like, hey, y'all get some subscriptions, you get some money type deal. That's a, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It? And I think um I think anybody that has any type of cachet at all should be should be looking for a new home today. I feel bad for Pac twelve fan. Me too. As a guy who was part of the Southwest Conference, like legitimately part of the Southwest Conference, when I watched that die, it felt it hurt. awful. It felt bad. Like it felt like a failure. Like right. oh, we just uh, and it, at the end of the day, it actually is, even though times have changed. So here's the order of our doings. What we got? Um, we're going to talk about some interesting news uh, coming out of well, not news. Uh, study the annual position university ratings i love this which is really kind of sums up the type of schools that your fandom is involved with and if they're how much talent is really coming out and there's some interesting backlines like where, there's some position groups that you'd expect some of the big schools to be involved with if they're not uh, who's and, wide receiver you who's dbu yeah um who's defensive lineman you all of those right. compiled over the many years. Uh, it'll be eye-opening to a few Aggie fan. You're not going to look forward to this at all. Uh, we'll also look at the uh, the Big Ten and what's going on there in college sports. That'll be going on at 6:35. We're doing the position you at 6:45. Johnny Football got some news for you. I, I don't know if this is cool this or destiny. this is desperate. Oh, no, not desperate. You have to. Oh, my gosh. Rob. Every college rock star goes home and opens up a bar. What are you talking about? It was This was going to happen. You know why? There's already precedent at A&M. When I was there. It's 58 right now, Rebecca. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Go ahead. Uh, when I was in college, uh, at, uh, up in that beautiful city we call College Station, the right. motherland, as I refer to it, the, uh, the quarterback there was a guy named Bucky Richardson. Bucky, Bucky, and that you'd never there'd never be a more Aggie quarterback than Bucky Richardson. Couldn't throw, but ran. Um, opened up a bar that is still there. He's still running a bar in College Station. So Johnny was so just following cool. precedent. This is, normal. This, is, this is what we do. But he, he does have a. I'm like, dude, has some interesting questions. Like, uh, will there be a theme? Like, will there be an area like I can go sit in the back room and he'll secretly sign a trading card for me, uh, or maybe secretly sign some Adidas gear? You want to go to this? To a Johnny Football Club? Are you kidding? I want to know what's going on in the champagne room in Johnny Football's bar. Is he still Johnny Football? He will always. What do you oh, mean? Is I'm he just still? saying. I didn't know. You know, at A and M for a hundred <laughs> year, for a hundred years, Rudy, there was only one number you could buy in the in the school bookstore. You, we didn't. You couldn't buy other numbers. Right. Only one. You could buy twelve. Now you can buy twelve or two. Oh, got you, got so you. So you telling me he ain't you. Johnny Football? Yeah, he is. He's Johnny Cha-Ching to yeah. Texas A&M because they're still getting paid by that guy. Vince uh, says, how was steak night? We're going to talk about it. Let's yeah. see. Um, it was fun. It was. See, we for the second well, year Rob in a row. Had, Rob though, had to make uh, Yeah. Rob had to make a, a The detour. company was better than the steaks. So we, we, we had make the steaks. The well, steak the steaks were good, good. Yeah, but, but good. the company was better is what I'm getting at. The yeah. steak, there was nothing wrong with the steaks. But the, the method of, of preparation was a, big, a bit of a hiccup because, yet again, see, these California types, they don't have any respect for anything decent and worldly. 
they they don't tend to their grills very well out here. So for the second year in a row, our grill, which this to their credit, our Airbnb, mm-hmm. they didn't advertise that they had a grill. We just found it. So because they weren't telling us that they had. They a didn't grill. want us to yeah. use it. And then we found <laughs> we that when tell. they found out that we were going to use it, he was very apologetic. Like, dude, we don't even tell people we got it. Well, first, it hold was on. wore out. Well, hold on. Let's start from, first of all. Why the project? Why the property manager was even there oh well so the property manager comes by and that's when he let us know about the grill you know what, but let me, know what i want to do <laughs> what, this what is, is a story that's going to take yeah, it, it is. this is a slow developer so let's do I this owe, i owe minix a couple of knocks upside the head he's been killing me all week so the, the the story that we're about to tell you after the break involves a man and a yarmulke a crick a hidden cricket chirp yeah and avocados that's yeah. really all you need to know and a propane grill. And a propane grill that only works uh, by only 20% and a little bit of effort to prove it. That's just what we will do here on R&R. We yeah, we'll do, do have a lot to tell you. We will follow that up with worthy news. Uh, Mike McCarthy is going to be sitting in with us just a little bit after 8 o'clock. Stefan Gilmer came by the Blitz. You're going to want to hear that and the praise that he has for a couple of players. And this is coming from an all-pro and, uh, of course, we're going to have Stephen and his conversation with the Blitz, his conversation about Zach Martin. This is something you're going to definitely want to hear. So here we sit. Let's get busy. This is R&R in the morning. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's Hot Ticket Thursday. Be the ninth caller at 210-656-ESPN. And you could be on your way. The hottest tickets to the hottest events. Ninth caller wins. It just takes some time to build I'll bet this will be the intro of the number one uh, rap song to the kids real soon. It may be. Because that seems to be the thing. Hey, get on your device, 656-3776-656-ESPN. It is Hot Ticket Thursday. You want to go see Jimmy Eats World, follow the directions, 656-3776-656-ESPN. Caller number, uh, Edwin, what are you feeling? It's call number nine. That's what it said on. Yeah, that's already said. Oh, that's yeah. right. It's already told us. Yeah. See, I guess they took that out of my hands. Yeah, exactly. I, I this way, you won't be doing. You don't give that kind of power up, Rudy. Yeah, you do. Because if you not, you hold like, on to power until your cold, dead hands are pried off of it. Because and I gave up power. Yeah, because people like Jason Minnesota do call number twenty three just to just make to, yeah just to screw pledge. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. Edwin, but I would like to maintain control over that. Yesterday was the annual steak night that we hosted our lovely beachside condo. Right. And by the way, we are in a lovely beachside condo. Yeah. Uh, we uh, took a, a stroll out to the uh, beach last night on part of our uh, steak night. We all Before steak night started, yeah. we took so a little the stroll. Began. I had already went, but yeah, you, yeah, guys, had, you, had, your... you guys hadn't been yet, so I, I was like, know, I'll go with but you. But you, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Even when I've been down here... It's, I don't always hit the beach. I, I rarely do I go to, unless I'm I think, at the rudder. Is this room. the closest you've been, though? No, we've been off the this same street just okay. a little bit further down twice. Oh, that's right. So that's right, we've that's been right. this close, but we've never actually had a view directly onto the water. Gotcha. We've always been across the street. But uh, you don't know until you know what that sand is like. Man, California sand. Well, it, at least 
Oxnard sand is different. Because, you know, when I was a kid, I was led to believe that quicksand was something I was going to have to worry about. You know, in all my shows. Uh, every Gilligan's movie. Island, every movie. Yeah, absolutely. That beach is about as close Dude. as I've ever dealt. That was That's some strain on the calves. Let's just put it there. Put it to this. They have like an Ewok, a boat, a big-ass tractor. Just to come flat it out. smooth it out because you cannot walk on that stuff. It, it's very, it's, it's, it's <laughs> as soft as I've ever been in. And the water is frigid. Well, you got in. Well, I went to my, you know, my knees, but yeah. Which is insane. Because the other day when I went, I was like, I just, I have to say I got in the Pacific, so I wouldn't put my feet in there. And I, I was in there all of maybe 2.3 seconds. You kind of hung, you and Jason and Joe kind of hung out down there well, for well, a minute. You, know, you have to kind of, you know, drink it in. But man, the water is, is cold. Right. Uh, uh, so that began the night of what was going to be a steak night. So, but boy, we've been dealing with this ongoing issue in the house of a chirp, a, uh, a, a fire alarm somewhere in the house battery was dead, so we had called the. Uh, well, no, don't no, don't. We, it's we, now we. we. I say we in the royal we, <laughs> but not us. Uh, Jason Minix. Right. It was obvious. We knew it was up in his vicinity, up in up in the penthouse. Yeah. Um, so we got home early for our you know, uh, afternoon off as we were done, and uh, the guy showed up. The property manager. The property manager. Um, lovely man. By the way, brought us avocados. An apology. Farm raised. Well, yeah, from his garden tree. Uh, from his garden, right? Like, uh, yeah, organic it, or whatever. Yeah, just he showed up. To he said, "I come in peace." Uh, yeah, he was like, "Dude, chill." He was a nice dude. Uh, um, but when you show, but okay, let me take. When he shows up with just the batteries, Rob immediately is like, "Dude." This is embarrassing. It was just a battery. We didn't yeah, have no like, business oh call. God. Why are we calling this guy to the pro- – like, you know, like, there's things that happen at Airbnbs that it's necessary. Like, hey, you know, this is that. We can't open the garage door. The code isn't working. Like, real issues. And for us to let it go on <laughs> for now, it's it's Wednesday afternoon. We've been here since Sunday. Yeah, we're, and we're about to check out tomorrow. And it, So we made it all the way to Wednesday night, and Jason's like, oh, no, you need to come up here and fix this. I'm like, dude, it's a once we found out it was just a battery change – I'm like, damn, Menix. Menix is one of those guys that pays for people to do everything, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, wait, hold on. You, who was it that paid to get their Traeger put oh, together? Oh, that wasn't me. That was, that was Menix. <laughs> and then when I put it together, I was like, man, it ain't that hard. I, like, in fact, if anybody would like for me to put together your Traeger. Uh, that for 100 bucks. Yeah, well, it was like 150 bucks. He it's, paid 150 for someone yeah, to put together his Traeger? Of money. Now, I bet it's put together better than I put it together. But well, what put is, together. is yours kind of leaning? <laughs> it's got your Traeger leaning. And if anything happens, I have all these extra parts. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> so I'll be able to fix it. But nonetheless, we, we got it done. Property manager, very nice yeah, gentleman. nice dude. And that was great just the beginning gen- of Great night. dude. So we had invited, I don't know, I, I, we had uh, most of the Dallas Cowboy local crew come by. What, so we had Clarence night? Hill Jr. Clarence uh, Hill Jr. Former Star by. Telegram. Uh, Jean-Jacques Taylor, you might uh, know, remember Jacques from, uh, he wrote for a long time up here, did some ESPN local work, and is here covering the Cowboys. Got a new book out uh, about, about Deion, Deion at Jackson State came by. Uh, Christy Scales of uh, AliceCowboys.com. And, uh, um, yeah, so we, we had, had uh, a bunch of grills, so a bunch of steaks being cooked all at the same time. But where'd you make them? Well, see, the problem was, uh, yet again, their barbecue grill wasn't up to standard. We could uh, could not get that thing. I couldn't get it. To you work. got it lit. I got it lit, but only two of the six burners would come on, so we couldn't get it hung. Right. 
So then we had to adjust to plan B because we had we had company coming. <laughs> so what? And that's the thing. Like you could, t- I could tell Rob. Like you know, once it was like, oh wow, three people showed up, which I didn't even know. Yeah, I, I had no idea. And the next thing you know, they had the steaks, and now Rob is responsible for making nine now steaks. Now we're up to nine. You're, steaks. Now you're up to nine steaks. And I got two burgers on a grill to go. <laughs> So we had but to adjust thank God we fly. got the Viking stove. Yeah, we that, a, that stove is impressive. Yeah, actually, turned, that, that, we had enough grills. To so do we five steaks at once on the on the stove, and then we broiled a couple of three more for those. Like uh, Clarence wanted his broiled anyway. Oh, he did. Yeah, he asked me. Well, go ahead and broil it. Uh, he didn't want pan fried. I, and I, I told is it him, pan fried or seared? What's the word? Well, I could. Uh, there was no searing when you sear something that is either at super high heat, and I didn't. Oh. We couldn't get that. Or the Viking I, I stove. Would, to get that st- to get hot enough for me to sear the steak that I wanted, it would have melted the quality of pan that I had. You know oh, what I, mean? yeah, I got to get need that, that cast iron, so that need, real iron. Wham! You need to wham that thing with heat. Well, I'll wham. tell you this: my steak was highly, highly. I was highly impressed. But, Rob. So I, mine was good. I don't want to go any further. Without, okay. uh, I'm going to get all the credit just because I'm the one that talks about it. But Menix was like the sous chef last night. Because we he had working, your back. He had we your back. We were working nine steaks at any given time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So uh, Minix was flipping as fast as I was flipping. So, no, it was. Uh, y'all are both, like, this is what y'all need to know. Like, Rob and Jason are both obviously really, really good at what they do. Sports talk radio hosts. Really good. But they're in their element when the stoves get turned on. Yeah. They were in the element. Y'all were, were, y'all were well working. Together. Yeah, y'all were working it. I was like, I was sitting over there watching, just kind of, you know, observing. And I was like, and, damn, these dudes are taking and, this serious. And, and twice. Y'all didn't want to mess up anyone's well, steak. Well, no. No. <laughs> I did not want to mess up anybody's food who has access to the media. Right. <laughs> yeah, the last thing I need is a column in the Fort Worth Star-Telegram from Clarence about San Antonio guy ruined my steak. But, I mean, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have been mad because it's like we obviously wanted to grill them. Yeah, but you couldn't. Yeah, so you had to make do, and I think I thought you did a great job. But what happened afterwards is what? the reason that I we do what we do what because happened? we were we had a bunch of highly knowledgeable, experienced oh. sports professionals <laughs> sit around and do legitimate scream in your face, bad arguing. Oh God, you know it I mean? got it got the loud in there last dis- night. I promise you, the same discussions that you guys have had with your friends, we have the same ones. Yeah. we really do. But the difference is the guy you're arguing with has the stats to back it up and the uh, and the type A personality not to ever relent. And then you have the guy that, like Clarence Hill Jr., Fort Worth Star-Telegram, I'm sure a lot of you follow him on Twitter, Yes, that's in the locker room every single Who day. Has. So then it's tough to debate him because he's like, he how are you going to tell me? I'm has, there every day. You know? he, has, he really does. Those beat guys have remarkable insight. Because they did. Yeah, it's, it, it is different. So the, the, the three hours of noise and, and screaming across the table is probably the it most was pro- that RJ, I will remember this week for. Yeah, R.J. Ochoa was probably the most excited because Clarence was in there and pretty much had R.J.'s back on but everything. it's funny, those said. guys that are really inside of the bubble. And they really like have to the, dig the stand deep. Right. that they take inside uh, and who they appreciate and who they don't. I, and I will let Clarence define himself. I'm not going to, but I can tell you how the arguing went, or, or the, the arguing, the debating went last See, night. See, you know what I took from Clarence? We should sell tickets. Yeah, you know what I took from Clarence? Like he's not, he's by far not a homer. Not but, at all. He's but a fan. this is the not thing. A fan, but he's also not going to allow somebody that's not there every day from the national media to tell you. To t- to take shots at the Cowboys un he without gives, without the facts to back it he up. He gives the Cowboys the, the the credit that they're due, right, and the blame that they're due. 
and right. he's not going to let us or anybody else define where the blame is. The debates got a little heated last night, it, especially you combine a little horse soldier bourbon. <laughs> it wasn't extraordinary. <laughs> it it Rob's just kind of sitting there on his phone like, hey, man, y'all No, 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 it. it was a lot of fun to listen to. <laughs> no, it was funny. Because it, the funny thing is the, the, the crux of the debate is the always debate. The, Dak the, Prescott. The, the quality of Dak Prescott, <laughs> quarterback, and all of that. So – I we can't believe that's where my life is. Like, so, dude, I talk about Dak four hours a day, and then I, at steak night, I'm talking about him too. So because I have we no do life. It so often there are there are like five arguments. There's only five. There's only really five arguments that are either pro or con about Dak, and we all know what they are. I'm not going to get there, but right. it's funny as we sit at the table, and there's like seven of us. We all adopt each one of those arguments, both pro and con, at some point in the night. You know, at some point you're actually you're against Dak, and then for then, a while then you're pro Dak, <laughs> and we're using that other argument, and then for right. you know 15 minutes later that second shot of bourbon you were now i'm on the other side right that, that argument just kind of rotated around and about every five minutes joe Ryder would sit back and go i love this yeah <laughs> yeah but see and and every five ten minutes you just hear joe scream <laughs> he scream it's never jack's fault <laughs> you know he's he's as he pours his third glass of vodka it's is it ever his fault and then you hear rj Ochoa, do you have any factual facts to back that up and here it goes <laughs> Here we off and running. Here we go. And I got slammed on my head by the entire room because of Malik Davis. Oh yes, you did, Rob. I would. Rob. Rob just kind of golf clapped. Like I've been trying to tell this idiot. (laughs) I turned to the table. It's funny when you have a bunch of these guys, you can just kind of turn and lob a hand grenade into the middle of the table. And I said, you know, you have any idea what it's like to have a? You're a fan of a Dallas Cowboy team whose second best running back on the roster is four foot two. And just lob that hand grenade yeah. out in the middle of the table and see how it went. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, a good steak night. So thanks for asking, Vince. Uh, uh, steak night was great. An absolutely extraordinary evening. Hey, coming back, the uh, the rankings are out, and I wonder what your alma mater has done to feed the NFL. Well, I'll tell you where the true talent is. It'll raise some eyebrows. Some will be able to bolster their arguments. Whatever you like, we're going to have it. The position university rankings are out, and you do not want to miss it, Texas fan. And Aggie fan, go grab a Kleenex. We'll be right back. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 uh, San Antonio Sports. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. This is R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. And then you, the Dallas Cowboy training camp coverage you deserve. You dirty little... Anyway. What? This... Good Lord. What is <laughs> what going on this morning? On the uh, Oxnard uh, tennis courts, uh, all of your Dallas Cowboy training camp coverage all week long was graciously provided to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. Our good friends at Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds, of which we are... Out. We're out. They are gone. We should have just mailed the box Man. here. Uh, we yeah. should have mailed the box to our Airbnb. We, you know, there, those non-carb snacks come in handy because you can just pound them. Pause. There are, you know, I used to have a coach, and he uh-huh. said there are two types of sins on a basketball court. You can apply this anywhere. Okay. There are sins of commission, and there are sins of omission. Mm-hmm. Commission is you went out and did it. You did it. You, you committed the crime. You committed the sin. Right. And sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. Mm-hmm. Then there's sins of omission. What's you just mean? didn't do it. You didn't do anything. You, you Sins of omission. And that sins of omission are always worse. Right. If you're going to do something, make the mistake, but at least you did something. Agree. We didn't even get, we didn't, this was a sin of omission. This is unforgivable. Not to have enough of these pork rinds to last us through the week. Well, the thing about it is when it's six of us. 
Th- that's it. We you know, normally it's just, I mean, if it, imagine if it was just you and Jason, that would have been so plenty. It would take a pallet. Right. So they would have to be delivered here. Because there's no way we could fly in the sheer quantity of pork rinds no. that six dudes can eat in a week. Because <laughs> it is a ridiculous amount of yeah. pork rinds. We've eaten a lot of pork rinds. Yeah. And let me tell you, it is the breakfast of champions. It's yeah. kind of like a little salty, peppery, bacony thing to have. And it kind of holds you over till you get to some real food. That's I, what, and that's what you know. That's why Southern Recipe Small Batch is who they are. Like, okay, and, just and, a great little low carb snack get you through the day until you get to your food. And uh, yes, it is a paid endorsement. It the, is, uh, of course. Uh, but it, it is a delicious morning snack. Yeah, unexpectedly good. So much you run like, across some at H E B. Get them. Get them. Uh, much like what you unexpectedly good. Uh, the the annual survey, the annual quantifying of where are your talented players coming from in the, the NFL is out. And they list in every one of the specific skills groups. And the usual suspects are there. I'm not going to say, be surprised to tell you that Georgia leads the league and leads college football in providing linebackers to the NFL. Georgia that, is linebacker university. Yeah, that is no surprise to anybody. Um. It's That's not one Penn of those. State. You know, you grew up, right? Yeah. Was it when I was growing up? Linebacker, you was Penn State. That's what I was told, and there and it was true for a long time. Yeah, but that's been a long time I'm ago. Thinking. Yeah, go ahead. But now, when you're looking at the true muscle, the meat and potato positions in the NFL, they're all coming out of the SEC. Every one of them. When you talk about number one, well, I'm just now- talking about yes, number one, every one of these schools, and in the top ten or the top five. In the meat and potatoes positions, the line, offensive line, defensive, defensive line, line, linebackers, the defensive backs, that's a that's a SEC realm, and just about across the board. But it's the schools that are doing it is it is a bit of a surprise. Um, OU, why? I'm excuse me, quarterback U. Well, you know, you look at Heisman. There've been a couple, even if one of them didn't actually come to him. While he was Baker there. Mayfield, Kyler Murray, yeah. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So that's just to name a few. I mean, they all they went all the way back to Jason White and Sam Bradford, but USC was number two. Oregon came in at number three, which is weird. Oregon. Well, I can name you Mariota. That's okay. Who else? <laughs> I don't know how they got to number three. I have no idea how Oregon did got they to give number you a three. List of the school, the, the dudes that did it. No, it just um, says it's just click on Oregon, but nothing. I don't know. I can't remember anybody besides Marcus Mariota, which is one more quarterback. No, A and M actually has one quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. The Texas A and M did. Well, not do you you don't are you not you couldn't you're not counting Kyler Murray? You're giving him the OU, obviously. That's where he won. You know <laughs> he. I don't think he counts us, so I'm not going to step out <laughs> there. I, I, I will tell you this: no matter how successful Kyler Murray is. Good, bad, or indifferent. He'll never open a bar on Northgate like Johnny is. Oh, gosh. I don't think he looks at us in quite the same. Well, I think we look at each other in the same fashion, quite frankly. The uh, But Texas A&M is not listed in the top ten in any. Uh, for you Texas fans. Uh, no, they are. They're number one well, for punter. See, I don't want. That's not. <laughs> why did you. Texas see, I wasn't A&M is punter you. There's nothing wrong with well, that. Well, we did provide the NFL with the greatest to ever play it. Well, no, the second. Ray Guy, best punter ever play. Shane oh. Leckler, number two. Okay. But that, but being number, so. be, providing the NFL with the most number of kickers of punters mm-hmm. is like leading the minor leagues in home runs. Punting is important, Rob. Yeah, but Don't. that just tells you that you know what this dude gets a lot of practice. 
This guy has kicked a lot of balls well over 40 yards. Yeah, I agree with that. The wide receiver you, I would without looking at the list, who would you have said? In my mind, uh, Ohio State one. Okay. Uh, two, it would be name Florida, uh, name a uh, SEC school, and I'll just I'll throw out Florida, LSU, LSU, and Bama recently. See, on this list, but this button by ESPN, they have USC at one for wide receiver. You Ohio State two. Do, okay, does and then USC LSU three. Credit for the Pittsburgh transfer. Yes, okay. they gave him Jordan Addison, uh, Drake London, yeah. Amara St. Brown, All Michael Pittman, Juju, Taj, Mario Williams, Brendan Rice, Michael Jackson the third. You know, so yeah, but oh, Ohio State to me, I would have said LSU. Like off the rip, when I was scrolling down and I got the receiver, I was like, oh yeah, it's gonna be LSU. You go Odell Beckham and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, and you know, I, I just because those are my recent. But uh, does Ohio State ahead of them? Ohio State is ahead yeah, of them. Yeah, and I think that's also even more recent. I yeah, mean, Garrett I mean, Wilson, just from last year, um, rookie of the year. And Jigba. Oh, yeah, there's one every year, yeah. it seems like, coming out of Ohio State. And there. then you got Marvin Harrison Jr. on the way. So, yeah. You I have another list with no Aggie, but I'm, that's not surprising. <laughs> no, seriously, because there has been, obviously, over time. Right. Because uh, I just expected more from a and of my Aggies hanging out, especially offensive line. It felt like we've sent a lot of dudes into the league. I think you time. have. It's just not to the level of Alabama. Well, yeah. again, who has? <laughs> yeah, but no, this I like this list, man. Defensive back, you have LSU at one. Texas fan, you're listening. Well, Texas, there was a time. Like, look, I love to chill, you know take shots at UT. But there was a time when Texas was DBU. Like that's that's fair. So so calm down, Edwin. It's just it was before you were born, Edwin. It's been a long time since y'all been university anything. What is RBU now? According to ESPN, is that still it's Alabama? Well, no, that makes some sense. As but we, but is it? Well, you got Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs. That's just on the top of my mind. Jameer Gibbs this season, who I think. Has the chance to be as good as Bijan? I don't think he's going to be better than Bijan, but I, I like I like Gibbs. So, yeah, but I never I, well, I don't think of running back. You why? Because people hate running backs now. So who? Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, oh Najee, Damian Harris, T.J. Yeldon. They went all the way back to Eddie Lacy, Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson. Nah, Trent Richardson. That was the biggest bust in Alabama history, possibly. Well, he's in the league. Brian Robinson Jr., who I forgot that went to Alabama. So, yeah, Alabama is running back you. Followed by number two is West, Wisconsin. Well, Rob Hobson, Payne, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. yeah, in my mind, if you'd have asked me where's running back you, in my mind, it still feels like it's Wisconsin. That's the only school. Because they always have me, the best offensive line. You know, as we were sitting around talking about the demise of the running back position yeah. last night, uh, and Clarence Hill Jr., we were talking about the RBUs, and to my mind, there's two schools that pop out: USC back in the '70s, yeah, and Wisconsin currently. Wisconsin still dots the eye. You know, they still got a dude that's going to carry the ball 35 times, and, yeah. and and just batter you behind a giant offensive line. The old school Big Ten football that's changed, obviously. Yeah, Wisconsin came in at third on the offensive line. University, Bama, and Ohio State were one and two. Hey, we got a uh, place for you to go hang out. If you're ever passing through the College Station Way, oh gosh! If you're ever heading up to the go motherland, as I call go it, away, Johnny. I have a place on Northgate for you. <laughs> what the hell is Northgate? For I'm, well, we're I'm not all I will, Aggies, I, will, Rob. I will inform you as okay. to what Northgate is. Let me know because now forming is a commercial break. You're on R and R. This is ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. 
Hey, it's R&R. Here on San Antonio Sports Star, he's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Thanks for hanging out with us on the tennis courts in Oxnard. Your Dallas Cowboy training camp coverage continues. Uh, thanks to Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds and the good friends over at uh, Texas Cheer. We've had a fair amount of some of the wares of Texas Cheer over the last several nights. I'd like to thank <laughs> well, you know, I think last night was really the first night we kind of... Yeah, we let it go. It was a, it was it was a, good, a good night. night. It was yeah. an early end. We, we, we had to we drink were, with a steak, right? Yes, we did. You have to have We didn't have no steak. red wine, though. I thought we were supposed to. See, I thought the, sh- the, the cool people do red wine with steak, Rob. Yeah. You didn't bring no wine home? I did what not the hell, bring dude? any red wine home. I don't know. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I didn't bring any red wine back. You got to buy your damn bags at every, oh. every grocery store, <laughs> and they walk around like they're selling cold beer. Like, get your bags. Bags here. Bags here. And you, everywhere you turn, they're like, you want to buy your bag? And finally, I was like, no, I don't want a bag. I'll take it home myself. You didn't buy any bags? I didn't buy night? any bags. I, I put my foot down. Yeah, at the grocery store. Imagine San Antonio. You walk into HEB, and you just spent $200 on groceries. And then they tell you you have to spend a quarter for each bag that they're going to put your and, groceries and, and in. Got we dude, would lose our minds. They got a dude hawking it with one of those little chain clicker yeah. things like the Sonic chicks have. Like, yeah, like change. you have 12, like, let's say you have 20 bags. And yeah, how many bags would you like, sir? Well, I haven't even... I haven't even checked out yet. Yeah. And they're taking change at the checkout line. To yeah. Get your bags here. Get your bags. Yeah. That's how it is out here in Cali. You got to so, pay for your bag. And we got to get moving. Uh, Johnny Football got him a bar on Northgate. You asked me what that is. Yeah, what's Northgate? So, uh, and why is Johnny Football still hanging out at college campuses? <laughs> Move on, bro. <laughs> I would like to offer to you a Matthew McConaughey say. Okay. Uh, now, it's going to sound weird for me to say it. No, it's cool. This say is a it. quote. You know why I love high school girls? Jesus. <laughs> this is but you, you extrapolate it to college girls. Okay. So I'll say, you know why I love college girls? Why? Because I keep getting older and they stay the same. Oh. Is that why Johnny, so Johnny keeps hanging football out? football is, <laughs> he keeps getting older. But of course he has a bar there at AM. Of course. Or North, what you the hell is to. Northgate? So the, the, and the way that the campus is structured, mm-hmm. on the north side of campus, there used to be a gate that you would come into and out of. Right. Now it is, Northgate is our equivalent to. Well, uh, I'll say Sixth Street is the uh, equivalent to uh, Northgate for us. That's, oh. that's where the chicken is. Oh, okay, that's okay, okay, okay. Now, now you're talking my language. So he's opening up in the area right by where the Dixie Chicken is. That's gotcha. So he's hap- he's opening up in what would be the most prominent of the of the now two or according three to this. So this is it's a uh, sports bar and a nightclub. So I'm guessing by day. You can go there. You can catch your Saturday games. You can catch your Sunday games. But by night, you get to it hide turns out into in it turns into the Johnny Manziel money bar. So I bet you're going to have a variety of rooms, and you can hide out in a room, right? And illegally sign a bunch of merchandise, <laughs> which and get some cash. Which now, looking back on that, is it's the so dumbest. I'm so impressed right. that we put kids. And that. it's across from Social Lounge. Have you ever been to Social Lounge? I know exactly where Social Lounge is. It's on College Main One One Five College Main Street. Yep, right in. Uh, the heart of uh, that's that's a lot old, of story, a lot of story, yeah, a lot of stuff old. that's gone down. Over oh, there's there was there was a term for that area that we can't use. Okay, Back you'll be canceled. It, that's an area that's being refurbed, rehabbed. You'll get you know, canceled if you I say it. it? Yes. No, don't say it's it. It's just I don't want you to get canceled. An, it was, let's just put it for the longest time that it was not a place you really wanted to be. All right, you didn't want to live there. Okay, I'm just making sure. I can tell you where you do want to live. With us.
right here on San Antonio Sports Star because in the 7 o'clock hour, we're coming back looking at the collapse of the uh, Pac-12. The Big Ten is ever searching, and it looks like they're about to bring someone in or someone's in to grow that Big Ten even further. Stefan Gilmore stopped by the Blitz. You're going to hear from him as well, and we're going to just keep on moving with the lives and interesting. Mike McCarthy will be here just after 8 o'clock. Be here or be square. Coming back, we're looking at college football and headed toward the Dallas Cowboys because that's what we do. This is R&R in the morning. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. 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 I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, 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 good morning, sir. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio yes, Sports Star. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Welcome aboard the Dallas Cowboy training camp coverage coming to you from Oxnard, California. AA Best Bail Bonds and Texas Cheer Liquor and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Runs helped us get here. Thank them for all that, and we're going to bring you all the coverage you need. They're going to get back on the field today. It's going to be an open practice. I don't know if they're going to be padded. I don't think so. Uh, but they, the one we can find out, we're going to have Coach Mike McCarthy. Uh, Mike McCarthy will be here in about an hour, a little over an hour. So set your alarm and be where you need to be to hear it live. Only place you're going to get them in San Antonio, that's for sure, on the radio, is, is from us uh, here on the uh, tennis courts. As we, uh, well, This will be the uh, last practice we're going to see. Yes, because Friday, tomorrow, we'll be after we get off air, we got to head to L.A. And, well, we'll be done before we go back on air. So well, next time we talk to you after tomorrow. This will be. We'll have what practice to talk about, but today's practice will be all that we have. Right. Um, I think I'm gonna take that little mic thing back down there. And oh hopefully yeah, they charge fun. it. That was cool. That was fun. So yeah, Rudy will be running some sideline work. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna do running. <laughs> some, I don't know if I'm gonna do big word. three hours but like you know, I did the other day. But I'll yeah, I'm, I'll do something. As is typical, I have equipment jealousy. I am I'm envious of other other dudes' equipment. What's that? I, I, I've grown up that way. This Me is too. Thing now. Um, I'm envious of the fans' equipment. They've got Which good, one are these got the guys next to us, or the, the ones all the way at the, the end? Fan, you know, they do the uh, the walk around too. Yeah, with their equipment, but their equipment is uh, uh, better. How much? We have this. Have? Remember, we have the, the handheld. You were holding this kind of. It looks like a brick phone. Yeah, so it's kind of a, a a mobile. We call it an access unit. Right and there, you it, go. There's a headphone thing that we have to have on, and and uh, um, a cord to our mic. Well, the the fan guys, they have it's all built into the mic. That's all. Oh, have. that's pretty cool. It's it's all there. And Probably a pretty expensive expensive piece of equipment. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, get it. I get it, but um, I'm envious. Yeah, same. I'm envious as, as it appears. Florida State is envious of the money that is coming in to the universities around uh, the college football world. Uh, word has it that the Pac-12 is going to be a beggar and not a chooser about their. Uh, um, streaming or their tv deal it appears the best they're going to get uh after months of speculation is a deal with apple that will involve streaming and a kind of a uh incentive-laden contract that will involve new memberships new new subscriptions to the apple streaming service which at the end of the day isn't going to be much and it, even with what is guaranteed it's going to come in at less than the uh, 
the what the Big Twelve and what the ACC are getting. Florida State, on the other hand, their 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 university president met with the board of directors yesterday and and was very frank with them and told them that they're not happy with the ACC. They don't like the money, and it should be something that is worthy of a look see. I'm going to ask so you. So they're question, looking Rudy. to break up. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. So I'm going to ask you the question. You're the Big Ten. I'm listening. And it looks like the Big Ten is the target or is the receiver on a couple of fronts. You have the opportunity to go get Oregon and Washington and grow that West Coast presence to really something where you can start putting in different parts of a conference and not worrying about travel costs for some of these schools. Or you can look south and go get a Florida State. If you're the Big Ten, do you go for the two or do you go for the one in what would be a surrounded enemy territory kind of thing? I mean, it makes, I think, first of all, Florida State is kind of living off their name. You know, I get it. They're Florida State. But really, what? If, when's the last time we were like, oh, my God, have you watched Florida State? So they're living off their name, but nonetheless, it's still Florida State yes. because of the name. So, of course, obviously, I think you go after them off of the name. But to me, what makes more sense is Washington and Oregon because you've already snatched up US, USC mm-hmm. and UCLA. So it makes more sense because if you did Florida State, it's pretty much based off of a, a 90s reputation that really no longer exists. Well, I think they're a sleeping giant. I do think that everybody what? looks at them and go, oh, it's Florida State, man. And you're the but first see, one to say Florida puts out more college athletes. No, they, they do anybody. have some great athletes down there, but, I mean. See, that's the, that's, the, that's the definition of a sleeping giant when you're putting out pros but you're not winning in college. You know, that's the definition. Yeah. Like a little coaching, suddenly these guys turn into not just good TV draw, which Florida State still is. Florida State. I have friends that I went to high school with that grew up watching Dion and the crew that are still Florida State fans. So they, think, they do have a national brand. Like, yes, like Notre Dame, Florida State, Penn State. So uh, is their brand bigger it's, than Oregon and Washington combined? It the brand, be. yes. I, it might the brand, be, right? yes. The product, the actual product, I don't know. But the brand absolutely is bigger than Oregon and Washington. And, and there's more at stake, though football is the primary. Uh, their basketball program at Florida State is, but, yeah, is, that's, that's is decent. respectable. It's they, decent. Um, but see, now. Baseball is very good. The ladies' sports, oh, yeah. uh, by my good. measure, are good. And certainly in the SEC, you better be able to run track. And they're able to do yeah. that. They bring that to you. Now, you hear that. You, you hear these rumblings if you're Clemson. Do you start to make I'm phone calls as well? Only because, again, every time we talk about these movements, now we're talking about it from a football lens. So, again, I, there's so many other sports, but football is what moves the needle and pays the bills. So when you hear these rumblings, if you're Clemson, how are you reacting? Well, my retort to you is a would-you-rather question. Oh, okay. Would you rather? Would you rather be Clemson, the king of the hill in the ACC? The king of the hill in football. You will own that conference for a decade if Florida mm-hmm. State leaves. Not have the, the, you know, you'll get a jump up North Carolina or a jump up team every now and again. But at the end of the day, it will be Clemson's conference to run. Do you yeah. get that sense if yeah, Florida State leaves? I think would you rather now. do that? Yeah. Or would you rather go in to the SEC and go, or Big Ten or wherever it might be, and go, well, you know, some years we're going to get battered, but we might end up with an 8-2 and two or an 8-3 and three skip record and still get into the tournament. I want to be in the SEC. I want, I'm going to make the most money, and two, I'm playing the best. Like, now you're in a situation where you're playing OU. You're playing your former, if I'm Clemson, I'm, you know, Dabo Sweeney. I'm playing my old D.C., Brent Venables. I'm playing Georgia. I'm playing, man, if I'm Clemson, I want to go to the SEC. Yeah, I want to play. I want to play. I want to play the best. I don't want to be the. 
I don't want to run the ACC. But now, if you do, though, Rob, because Clemson is the, one of those brands that the committee respects, even if the, they know the ACC sucks. So if you're talking about just getting into the CFP, you stay in the ACC and then live off of your brand because the committee respects you. I the committee respects you, and I they're going to put you in their top four if you go 11-1 and one or 12-0. and 0. So there's that side of it because you're still going to make a ton of money if you're just getting to the CFP every year. Well, actually, now that it's expanded, you're going to continue to get to the uh, CFP regardless. But it just depends on your, your state of mind and how you feel about competing. I want to compete against the best. I mean, Texas, I know you made the jump. The, they know what they're up against. Th- this is a quote that I think that in the heart of hearts, there's a lot of people in the ACC are saying. Uh, this is the quote from the uh, president uh, of, of Florida State uh, mm-hmm. named McCullough. Um, Obviously, we are not satisfied with our current situation. We love the ACC, but staying in the ACC under the current situation is hard for us to figure out how we remain competitive unless there is a major change in the revenue distribution within the conference. And that has not happened. There's not enough money to stay. And that's why Jimbo left. Well, Jimbo left because the Florida State well, wouldn't upgrade their facilities, but they weren't making the money. I'm, I'm sure Jimbo's like, hey. And this that's is what a manifestation. I, like, that's they didn't what, lie to him. Yeah, that's, Jimbo's probably like, hey, that. That's what I was trying to tell y'all right. seven years ago. So I, I, I fully understand because Florida State, from uh, you know all indications, their facilities aren't up to par with now, one last some of the other big schools. I, I know that the Domers' heels are dug in. I, mean, I know oh, their God. heels in, yeah. and I know they want to stay independent. Yeah. But you know, then you have the domino effect of, of if the ACC starts to collapse – the way that the Pac-12 appears, to, if Florida State jumps and Clemson sees this boat start to sink and they jump, whether it be the Big Ten or whatever, the Pac-12 or whatever, whatever I mean, the, the Pac-12 out, but whether it be the Big Ten, the SEC, or the Big 12, they jump. Um, Notre Dame is a school that could save a conference. I mean, no, it, I won't say save. I would definitely say give them a. a a Brazilian butt lift. So they, you, Notre Dame provides a BBL. So you know, you know, when we start talking about schools going, joining conferences, the barter, the, the stock and trade there right. is the share of the TV money that that school will receive. Now, there's a lot of talk that if Arizona were to jump from uh, the Pac-12 and come to the Big 12, the Big 12 would let them in, but they wouldn't get a full share for a little bit. You come in and you get about eighty percent. You know, you're just kind of rounding out the top. We didn't have to buy you like we did uh, Colorado, who got a full share walking in the door. You know, no, who you said wouldn't get a full share? Arizona. Oh yeah, no, yeah Colorado's yeah. already been guaranteed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're got getting, you. Yeah, they got, 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 got a place at the table. Yeah, for Where sure. Arizona would come in at the at the kids' table. Like, yeah, we're gonna give you a little bit, but uh, you got. I think they get an even share. No, I don't think so. No, we, you come in, but you're you're gravy. You should have come in earlier. The deal's kind of decreased. I think whatever. That, I don't think that's, I, the, that's I, not the arguing point. Go ahead. Yeah. So if you're the ACC and you see Florida State is done, you you know what Notre Dame's TV deal is worth. You know that the deal that the, and they just signed a whopping deal with Under Armour, whopper. Um, so they got some money coming in for their their apparel gear. Um, do you offer Florida uh, Notre Dame, let's say a share and a half? You go Dude. in and overpay to bring Notre Dame in just to save your freaking conference. Yeah, I mean, I'd offer. I would, I, I like would do two that. shares. No, know, I like. would do that, but if I, I'm Notre Dame, I'd laugh off the phone. 
But I well, would, I, I would, of course, if I'm the ACC, I call Notre Dame. If Clemson and Florida State were to leave, you have to, you have to try to make up for that some way. But if I'm Notre Dame, one, I'm already making money handling. Well, here's this. the problem, like, Notre Dame, that nobody's talking about. If I'm Notre Dame, it's the Big Ten. Well, that's, that's the only, it. that's the only phone call because I'm right taking. Now, I'm not taking a phone call from the ACC right now. The, you know, Notre Dame used to own NBC. If you wanted to watch them, I think they, they, they still own, do. Well, Saturdays, well, not anymore. Why is that? Anymore. Not anymore. Big Ten is on NBC. They but, don't own the day on. But that they channel. don't have. They don't. Have, when you talk about brands and you talk about Florida State, Notre Dame still has a strong. Oh, that's brand. what I'm saying. So, so if I, I'm I mean, the Big ACC, Ten can be on NBC. More. Yeah, Big, Big Ten can be on NBC, but it ain't Notre Dame NBC. Well, if I'm Notre Dame, do you start reading the tea leaves and you go, okay, football? I'll, I'll stay competitive because it's a tournament now. I just got to yeah, be in the top. Eight. I just got to be. Yeah. Um, but. When you start talking about the other sports, and if we're going to go down to, say, two super conferences in Notre Dame, which could happen if Florida State bails. I mean, if ACC well, three, becomes a basketball. Well, ACC and the big Pac-12 will, will be there. Well, I'm just form, saying Big 12, Big 10, SEC. That's so three. three. There'll yeah. be three. Um, where are you going to find games, Notre Dame, in other sports? If I've been dealing with conferences that have – I know you get 30 games yeah, a year. I know what you're saying. But if I'm dealing in conferences that have 20 conferences games a year, if not you know, 25, different the size, plus a tournament, where's Notre Dame going to play I think Notre other Dame, sports? I think they're about to, in the next five years, they're going to have to pick a conference. But to me, it just, it's just that. Now you got USC over there, who's one of their natural rivals. You played Michigan mm-hmm. before for a long time. you got Ohio State over there. To me, it's just easy. You just, it makes the most sense to be Big Ten. Makes the most sense to be Big Ten now. When now Notre Dame is going to hang on to their independence as long as possible. Now you saw BYU folded, but that's because yeah. to the Big Twelve. But they're not Notre Dame. But over the next five years, because of the landscape, because of how things are playing out, they they're no longer going to be able to survive. Not of course money wise, but they're no longer going to be able to survive relevancy wise if they just stay independent. You're going to have to be playing one of these big time schedules if you're going to want to be considered. Big well, let time. me let me put it. We we've given uh, over the Yarmak, next five years. I think they're going to have to choose. We've given Yormack a, a fair amount of credit right. for bringing some outside of the box thinking from his uh, live Rock music, Nation uh, thing. It, would it behoove them to start calling the Domers to the Big Twelve? Uh, you know what? Again, say, here's a full and a half. We'll, we'll match or get close to what you were getting. Just Big to Twelve and the ACC. I think yes. I think they all. I think both of those conferences. You'd be trying to figure out what they can do to make their conference better. I just don't. If I'm Notre Dame, I still. I. You're not the Big Ten, Big Twelve. I love the Big Twelve. I like what they're doing, but no, no. it wouldn't be a nice. It would. It would be a like, monetary no. fit because everybody. Yeah, I'm like, happy. nah, I'm good, but, man. I appreciate the offer. Thank you for inviting me, but. I'm going to stay independent or I'm going Big Ten. I don't think – there's nowhere Notre Dame's going to go other than the Big Ten. But you know, keep in mind, they did play ACC conference basketball. They and They've did. had a rough affiliation for the last several yeah. years, so they know the lay of the land, and they did that to go help their recruiting. But what so. I'm telling you is if we're talking about a situation where Clemson and Florida State walk, then that ACC has no shot. But the Clemson's never even brought that up. The well, only reason if, why we're even discussing this because Florida State. If unhappy. Florida State leaves, trust me, Clemson will bring it up. <laughs> Clemson gonna be right behind. Unless, them. of course, we like the idea of them being the the uh, the king of the hill in what is a basketball conference. You're the best football team in a conference that specializes in basketball. Right. Is that what you want to be? And there's something no. to be said for being that because you could win that conference every year and get a guarantee into the into the tournament, and that's not a bad place to be. I agree with that. It'll be Big Ten. It'll be Big Twenty. ACC's done. FSU leaves. Then Miami leaves. Then Clemson. Yep. Hold Rocky on to your, see us. Damn. Hold on to your devices, you guys. If you want to go see Stained and uh, 
Let's see. It's Hot Ticket Thursday. Be the ninth caller at 210-656 ESPN. And you could be on your way. The hottest tickets to the hottest events. Ninth caller wins. Yeah, the Germania Insurance Amphitheater is going to play host to oh. Godsmack and Stained on August the 31st. Caller number nine is going to go check them out on us. That's another reason it pays <laughs> to listen to the SA Sports Star all day, air day, as we say around the building. Uh, we'll be doing it again at 820 just uh, before we uh, welcome uh, Coach uh, Mike McCarthy, maybe he would like to go see Manchester Orchestra and Jimmy Eat World. Who is Manchester Orchestra? What do they do? They're the opening act for Jimmy Eat World. Oh, really? Yes, that's cool. That's that's who those guys are. Got you, got you, got you. And if you're an orchestra, does that mean you brought a harp? I think a harp. What, 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 when do you go from a band to an orchestra? That's definitely an instrument thing. Now, it's above my, uh, is, is an orchestra above my pay grade, but it's definitely different than, than, I guess sophisticated type yes. instrument. Is an orchestra bigger or smaller than a symphony, or is a symphony a song or a thing? And an I, orchestra dude, is you the know thing what? that plays it. You talk about a field trip. I hated. I hated the symphony. So I have no idea. They used to take us to the symphony every year. I'm like, I guess they're trying to culture us, but whatever. I think yeah, a symphony's bigger. Well, I, I, but is a symphony the thing that the orchestra plays? Yes, so it is an orchestra playing that a playing symphony. a symphony. So I think, yeah, I think it's all the same things. Hey, uh, bandies, uh, band types. Yeah, help uh, us. Let us know this. Uh, that's the reason we probably should have gone into the band because uh, I don't know things like that. Six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN is always a way you can reach out and touch us. You want to type? You can do that too. Jump on our YouTube feed, or you can jump on that uh, key, uh, that phone line six five six three seven seven six. Either way, we want to hear from you if you have any questions. In fact, if you have something, a thing or two you'd like to ask the head coach. Uh, Mike McCarthy, we would welcome, we would welcome your input. No, we won't. Yeah, well, we love it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, we're very welcome. Of course, we would. I hope you're following everything we're doing on the socials. Hope you're following everything we're doing because uh, we're providing a fair amount of content, as they say in the business. Most of us are. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be called out today. It's coming. It's coming. You don't care. No, I do. I I do (laughs) care. I do care. That's, that's, That's. that's the thing. But, they, you know, they tried to take pity on me. Like, okay, Rob, just write something. And that's probably even worse. Why? Because I'm a, I'm a voice guy. <laughs> yeah, no, you do have a great voice. Well, no, it's not that. I don't know. I, I'm awful. Well, anyway, well, I don't want to get no, into my own voice. personal El Huapos. But uh, if you're not following us, it's been quite entertaining to watch everybody, everything that they're dropping through. So, yeah, uh, be, today will be a heavy content day because, one, you know, Dak Prescott's going to be on these airways. Mike McCarthy's going to be on these airways. And it is an open practice today. So but definitely subscribe to the YouTube, SA Sports Star. Follow us on Threads and X and Instagram because we're, we're going to be posting, posting, posting. Yesterday afternoon, Stefan Gilmore stopped by the Blitz. And uh, after the break, we're going to. Welcome. We're going to have the interview on. Okay, cool. We're going to have Stefan sit down. It was a great interview. This, 17 minutes, dude. And you got to yeah. remember, then in this environment that we're in, most are about to be about 10 minutes because they're going. So for him to go 17 minutes, he was really enjoying Jason and Joe. So the uh, the, the, the the conversation that they had, and it was truly a conversation. It was a conversation. It One wasn't an interview. You learn to appreciate about professional football players. And I, when I'm putting the emphasis on professional football players. Mm-hmm. Is once they cross the level of from being a – great athlete into becoming an entertainer 
there's a difference, and sometimes that's good and bad. But when you get those guys that fully understand the responsibilities of being a pro football player, right. and one of them is being an interactive and good interview. One of them is that. It is. Is that a part of the job, though, really? At the end of the day, it is, because you are an entertainer. At the what end about of the Marshawn Lynch? Well, again, there, there, there's, you, can, you have to have that. But at the end of the he's day, he's still entertaining, even though he is, hates. It. Yes, and yeah. that in itself was enough. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Right, that was enough. But it has to be something that is is consumable by your consumers. And Stephon Gilmore gets it. He sat down and was honest, forthright, and discussed things with guys that are eager to get some answers. You know, it's yes, it's an interesting conversation, Rob. As far as is it. And pro athletes, is it within your job duties to be media savvy or not savvy, not savvy, not even savvy, but just to do it, but competent to relay and because you are at the end of how much of it do you have to do? Not much, but here and there you got to do it right. The best advice I ever got in the business that I'm in is Rob, never forget all you are is air between a commercial. That's all you are. Guess what athletes? That's all you are because the reason you're getting paid is the billion dollar deal that the TV people paid you the billion dollar deal that's, and they're not paying you for just the name on the front of the Jersey. They're paying you for the name on the back. And to, to get this game there, you have to be able to communicate with your – now, you can – some can you – know, there's 100% of communication. And right. same, like Marshawn, 99% of it was on the field, the other 1%. And other players, like Gilmore, gives you everything, Hall of Fame worthy, Pro Bowl, all that. But then he comes and sits down next to you, and he is understanding that fans want to know. They want to talk – they want to know who you are. The reason and it's interesting, you're Rob, not un- is, what, go ahead. is because of who we – because of Tim Duncan. Who hated it. Yes, and we hated the fact that we had to put up with that. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, damn, can we really take that stance when the guy that you know we, we followed for 20-some-odd years and Pop and the rest of the guys are like, ah, we'll do it when we feel like it. We don't really want to do it. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do no weekly hits. You know what I mean? We're not mm-hmm. going to get Tim Duncan every Friday like we get Mike McCarthy. Well, and while I get the understanding of, hey, I'm just an athlete. I'm and we be, we accepted it in San Antonio. So it, it wasn't like it, it, bo- it didn't bother well, it was the a, fans. It didn't bother the fans. Well, like we had a choice. Accepted. <laughs> I mean, like we had a choice. <laughs> like they're winning. This is what you get. But it's a genuine pleasure when you run into a guy like Gilmore. That Gilmore, that when absolutely. You, just, you feel like he, 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 is, he, he wants understands. to be there, he gets it. And he treats the interview like it's an interview and not like he's under, he's testifying in court. You know, and, uh, like, the fewer words is not the better on this. The more words you use, the better. Yeah. And, and we had that, a lot of words. Yeah, we had that conversation, you know, kind of pulling the curtain back. Would you rather have the big-name guy or the guy that some people kind of know but is a great conversation and i'll take the guy percent of the time i'll take the guy that you might not really know but you know of him but he's going to have a great conversation because i mean let's say and i don't whoever let's say you get steph curry but the interview's dry he's giving you two three word answers but you got steph curry or would you rather get draymond and have a great conversation and even possibly a debate give me draymond all day over Steph, even though steph's the global name i don't want to drop any names here but dak prescott will be on tomorrow with the blitz he's going to stop by no it's today it's today he's it's today be, oh, i'm sorry my, my days are off yes today um and the clerk the perfect example of that is is to me dak because i know when i interview dak i'm going to get a series of poster quotes yeah he and i gonna get he's and he, i and i get, get it 
I get. Either. I know why he does. No, he's that got way. a whole different thing. Uh, that's a different level thing. Yeah, because when he's you're the quarterback of the Cowboys. Yes, that's so different. you got to watch what you say because exactly. everything and is misconstrued. That. Right. I get that. But I'd much rather interview today if you said Dak Prescott. Yeah, I got to get him because it makes me look good. Right. That's the Dak Prescott thing in the business. I right. got to get him, but I know. I'm just going to get a series of poster quotes when I talk. To right, you. everything's great, everything's perfect, and everybody's you know, every kid's beautiful, and just want to be a team leader, strong, and everything's wonderful. I can't make mistakes. Right, right. So there's that, and then or I, I or I could get Mozzie Smith, who I don't know what the hell's going to happen if I give me Mozzie. I want Mozzie 100 times out of 100. Give me Mozzie. Mozzie wears red drawers that say "Send Nudes." Who, who told people day before yesterday? Heck, I don't even like football. I just like hitting people. That dude. <laughs> Give me that guy yeah. every time. And I'm sure listeners would like the same. Gilmore, great interview is coming up next. Go grab some popcorn, ease into a chair because you're going to enjoy this. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Rome Show returns to the military city. Hey, listen, I get it. That is not an easy game. I don't know, man. There's a lot going on there. The Jim Rome Show debuts Monday, August 14th at 12 noon on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Ryan Angle. I'm Jason Menix. Stephon Gilmore joining us here. Tennis courts in Oxnard. Easy, kind of light day today. You like days like this, don't you? It's good to just get the body back, recover, um, go over some mental things that we didn't do well in practice, and, and just watch the film and get better. Yeah, you've been around the NFL for a little bit. You yep. get tired of these training camps? I, I look forward to it, you know, just to work on your craft. You know, that's when you can really, like, uh, practice real football. So it's always good to build a base, you know, in training camp and then try to carry it on to the season. How different is it for you coming to a new team, your first camp with the Dallas Cowboys? I don't think it's difficult. Um, just more just trying to learn the guys, learn the coaches, um, build a relationship with those guys and, you know, get on the field and, and compete and, and show them um, why I'm here. Stefan, when you got the, the the call or however that works, your agent or the Cowboys, the, one of the Joneses said that, you know, we'd like to sign you here, uh, play for the Dallas Cowboys. What what was your reaction to that? I was excited. I kind of um, felt it coming, but you know, during those situations, you don't really know for sure. Just being patient, and um, you know, I, I wanted this is one of the places I wanted to come, and um, I, I'm happy we made it happen. Why? Just because, um, you know, everything they had going here, um, what they got last year, um, great defense, some great players on offense, and, you know, just adding someone like myself to come in and try to help help as much as I can on and off the field. You know, we, t- we talk about that all the time, obviously, with the addition of you and Brandon Cooks. I mean, when I got a couple of guys that can really help this ball club, obviously, right away. Um, when you see what Dan Quinn has done with that defense and some of the players and how you can fit in now to that defense, I mean, do you, some people have said this is a top three defense, potentially. What do you think? I think um, we have that potential. Uh, we just still got to go out there and, and earn it and work hard and start over every year because, you know, in this league, you just got to gotta put it out there and go take it. Nobody's going to give you nothing. So uh, I'm just excited. You know, Dan is a great coach. Um you know, it fits my style of play, and I'm just looking forward to it. Stephon Gilmer joining us here on the Blitz. Man, you're, you're too nice. He just said top three. I mean, don't you just want to take him and say, dude, top three. Um, some words you probably can't say on radio. I've been saying on air I think this defense could be historically good. He gives me crap for that. Yeah. Could this defense be historically That's a big word, good? I think we could, you know, but you still got to go out there and do it. You know, I don't like to, like, say, you know, 
you're going to do this, you got to go out there and actually put the work in and, and do it. But the potential is there. Yeah, the potential there for sure. And in, in, in yeah. you know, August, you, you can say that. I mean, you yeah, look you at this defense. Yeah. Where's the weakness on this defense? I don't know. You know, it's we'll see, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly not the cornerback position, <laughs> no, is no, it? No. no, not the cornerback position. I think we, uh, you know, we got a lot of guys that can play, you know, uh, got a great style of play and. You know, we just, you know, got a great coach in Al. You know, he's teaching us how to play the game. He played the game at a high level. So um, we want to be very competitive and uh, make plays on the ball. All right, speaking of competitiveness, who's the best corner on this football team? Uh, that's a tough question to answer. I, mean, I think all of us got different styles. You know, we uh different strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, we I think we all got a pretty good game. Stephon Gilmore is the best cornerback on on this football team. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate you. I think I'm a, a great player. You know, I've been playing at a high level for a long time, and um, just trying to come in and, and do what I always been doing and and help the young guys out as much as I can. You talk about helping out the young guys and you playing at a high level. You've got hardware that proves you're you're that guy. Yeah. What do you bring? into those meeting rooms when the, when the young guys are coming and asking you what 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 are some of the things that you tell them they you do this do that take the the fan listening right now inside that that meeting room i think um you know when you're young you kind of you know you just kind of playing the game you don't really know um, about situations and knowing how to put yourself in certain positions to be successful cuz sometimes that when you're young you just kind of just playing and you know, if you got a little bit more knowledge, you can you can kind of um, not play as hard and be, put yourself in position to to make plays on the ball. You know, I will ask you though, because uh, obviously Trayvon Diggs, young corner, uh, coming up, he showed some some star power. What what are your impressions of Trayvon, and and does he remind you any of yourself at all? He's a great player. I mean, he's uh, obviously we all know he got great ball skills. Um, you know, he can cover anybody, you know, fast, quick, you know, tall. I think, um, you know, just I just try to teach him about, you know, how to study the game, how to prepare for the game, you know, um, what to do in certain situations. And, you know, um, you know, he's a great talent. I think he can be the best in the league, you know, if he, if he go out and, um, you know, really take the game serious each and every week and learn how to reset. Um, you know, he has all the potential in the world. When you say that, at what point do you react and not think when the ball is snapped? I think that's a preparation thing. You know, um, when you prepare, you you just you just playing the game in your head. You're not really um, guessing. I would say you, you play with good technique, but you kind of already know what's going to happen. Do you have a guy that stands out in your mind that was the toughest cover that you, that you've ever had? I played against Calvin Johnson. <laughs> that was a tough. Okay, good answer. Yeah. <laughs> he was tough. Um, you know, six six, two forty five. You know, can do anything you want to do with the ball. So um, he was one of my t- toughest cover. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a big name. Well, big name. Obviously, he's going <laughs> to yeah. pick somebody with a gold jacket, yeah, right? Of course, I mean, you right? know, not, not some guy that's working at Costco yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of how it, how it goes. The the best trash talker might not be in the league, or certainly not in the hall. Who's the best trash talker? On offense, yeah. Receiver, I say Steve Smith. Steve Smith. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That doesn't surprise anybody. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 when when you when you're going back and forth, you're on the field. It, it, is it fun or or when it when does it cross the line? 
it's fun. I'm not really like I don't really go back and forth. I just try to prove it each and every snap. But you know, anytime a guy chirp at me, I kind of just take it out on him the next play. And um, you know, at the end of the game, you know, Torsha went. Majority of the time I win that matchup, I, I let him. I, I start giving my two cents then. Yeah, yeah. When you know what the scoreboard is, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't. <laughs> I don't talk helps. in the first quarter. Yeah. I'll talk in the fourth. Yeah, quarter. that always helps. <laughs> Off the field, you were at Wimbledon. Yeah. What well, are you a big tennis fan? Yeah, my kids play tennis. Um, you know, they're pretty good at tennis. My son, he's eight. My daughter's six. And my wife played tennis growing up, and um, you know, I'm a big tennis fan. We that's what we do in our family. Is tennis right now my son played flag football but you know i'm a big tennis fan for sure so was that your first time there first time yeah yeah um, what'd you think it was nice um i got to meet a lot of great people um met djokovic met um a lot of great people man it was it was a big um event it was like the super bowl of tennis for me so um i definitely go back when you when you think about going to an event like that fitting in i mean obviously you're an nfl superstar so you get places yeah. when you're talking to a, say a pro tennis player yeah do you talk about just life in general like like dude stuff or are you talking about how to be a professional at that level and can you learn something from him that he's doing tennis wise that you can apply to your your football preparations i think um tennis is a little different um they travel a lot you know way more in different countries a lot and I think um, I have a friend, her name is Alicia. She's uh, ranked like number 40 in the world in girls. And I just try to, you know, um, it's different, but it's kind of similar in my position as far as like taking care of your body, you know, being able to move in, in certain directions. And um, obviously the, the swinging is one thing, but I think it kind of it's kind of similar a little bit. I just try to um, talk about, you know, what what makes them the best player they can be. And I just try to learn from them and give them my two cents on what, what I think helps me out. Is that more mental? I think it's mental and physical because you got to put the work in um, and you got to be mentally strong, you know, no matter what, no matter what happened, you know, say you, you lose a point, you know, you got to be able to reset, we'll put it behind you and I, get better. I would think tennis, and I haven't really given this any thought until Joe just brought up you going to Wimbledon. Yeah. A tennis player like a defensive back, you're out there alone. Exactly. And a lot of times as a DB, you're on that island alone. Yeah. And if they catch a pass, you've got to shake it off. Even though you've got teammates, yeah. that relation, I think, could, yeah. could be there. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's you, At cornerback position and in tennis, you got to be mentally strong. You can't, you can't get too high. can't get too low. you got to be able to. You know, whatever happens, be able to shake it off good or bad because you can play great for three weeks, four weeks, and not play so great one week. you got to be able to come back and, and keep building, and, and that's that's how you become great. That's the fun when growing up. Did you always want to play defense, play cornerback, or, or, or were there other positions you tried? Honestly, it would be surprised. I played quarterback my whole life. You know, growing up in high school, I never played defense. And, um, you know, I, I got recruited as an athlete coming out of high school. And my dad was like, you're going to be a corner. And then, <laughs> you know, um, I think uh, in, in I used to go to camps, you know, and play corner. And I used to just lock everybody down, not playing corner. So my dad was like, you'll be play corner and, um, you know, the rest is history. Now, was it something, those those types of skills are, are very unique to play to be a cornerback. Did it come naturally to you or did you really have to study the game at that position? I think at first it came natural, but then I started, you know, perfecting my craft when I knew knew that I wanted to play the cornerback position. Um, and I think 
you know, with my size, you know, I think they didn't really have big corners back then. It was more of the smaller corners. I could run with anybody. And I was bigger, so um, I think that gave me a, a big advantage, you know, coming out of college. Stephon Gilmore joining us here on the Blitz. You, you talk about that, and again, help fans understand, help us understand. We see a, a defensive back get beat. Everybody's trashing that guy. And then, you know, the coaches say, well, that wasn't really his guy because he was releasing him to the safety. Yeah. Does that bother you when, when people are trashing you or, or a defensive back in general? Because I imagine there's a brotherhood. You want to protect the other guy. Some guy's getting hammered. Yeah. And you know that wasn't his guy. That wasn't his responsibility. I think um, you can't really listen to the noise. You know, obviously you're on the team. You know what who's supposed to be where. And you just learn from it. You know, it's one thing if it's technical, you can really critique yourself. But, you know, when anything happens that's not good on the field, you kind of just go to the sideline, learn from it, you know, not let it happen again. Uh, what's that feeling like when you know you got beat and you're just trying to catch up? Man? And it doesn't happen to you very often, yeah. I get it, but sometimes it does. And, you, oh, man, it beat me. And I, that's got to be the loneliest feeling in the world. Yes, it's, it doesn't feel well. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, – it's, yeah, uh, Joe, it sucks. It, it sucks. It doesn't feel good at all. <laughs> right. At what point, the other criticism the defensive backs get a lot is when they make a business decision and don't go in for the tackle or they, you know, a little low lay kind of defense. <laughs> yeah. Take us through those kind of plays. I think, um, you know, when I was younger, I used to just go in there and just blow, you know, um, running back no matter who it is up. And I make the tackle, but now I think I tackle smarter. I can still get them on the ground. I keep my head up because um, I used to go in there reckless when I was younger. But I tackle smaller. I, I don't really make business decisions, but I just try to, you know, be smart and, and get them on the ground. Is that something you can teach a young corner that you're playing with? Yeah, like for here sure. for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, for sure. You can like, you know, it's not it's not about blowing them up. It's just getting them on the ground, you know, and. And that's the main goal, you know. You don't have to go in there and put your head in there, just you know. But that's football, isn't it? Yeah, it's football. But the goal is to get them on the ground, no matter how you get them on the ground. So, um, just make the tackle. Is there a lot of uh, bust of the chops in the meeting room when you're watching film and you know some guy <laughs> made the decision not to stick his head in there? Yeah, I mean we see it all the time, you know. Um, from watching film, you'd be like, oh, that guy didn't want to make that tackle. Um, but, you know, you never want to be that guy on film, you know, someone watching and you, you turning it down. How do you get away from football? What do you do outside the game? Um, I'm married with um, three kids. Kids is in sports and um, spend a lot of time with them. And, you know, I just, you know, that's really my goal because I've spent so much time playing football, you know, and um, when I have time to spend with them, I just spend it with them and, you know, take them fishing and stuff like that. And, and You're a good fisherman? A little bit. Yeah. I feel pretty good, yeah. What's, so, what What do you like to catch? I like deep sea fishing. Okay. Um, you know, and and taking my kid, well, my son now, he's old enough to go, but not my youngest son, but, you know, just doing stuff like that just to relax the mind and, and get away from football. Now, training camps here in Oxnard. You been to the ocean yet? Not you rented yet. a boat to go out and a little deep sea yet. fishing? Are, are, are you going to? Is that on maybe the agenda? Sunday. Yeah, maybe Sunday. <laughs> maybe on Sunday? Yeah. Um, I just, you know, it's kind of hard in training camp. You know, on Sunday you kind of want to, I get massages every day, so I kind of want to take care of my body first, but maybe I get out there. Well, I mean, go out there on the water. I know. Get I know. that going, that's relaxed. Then, then go yeah, get the massage right. later. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm talking <laughs> into it. Or I, get, you know. or I can get the massage on the boat. 
There you go. I mean, that's not really deep sea fishing, but I mean, you know, it sounds like a great but, Sunday well, it, afternoon. It does. Though. It does. I mean, that's the difference from an NFL player mindset exactly. and ours, right? I mean, that, that's kind of how it goes. You, you compare camp out here in Oxnard, some of the other camps that you've been a part of, other teams that you've been a part of. What's the biggest difference? I mean, when you heard we're going to California for camp, yeah. I um, everywhere I've been is mostly been in house. You know, I never really been on a team that's when we travel somewhere else. Um, but it's been a great setup. It's in California. I've never really been on the West Coast like that, but to play and maybe the ESPYs or something like that. So it's a, it's a fun experience. We all here together. You know, this a, this what we build that that camaraderie, that brotherhood with each other, and it's a good setup. Stephon Gilmore joining us here on the Blitz. Before we let you go, and I can't believe we've been talking this long, and we haven't asked you about that Micah Parsons and playing it. with a guy quite like Micah Parsons, who was so excited when oh you joined this team. Yeah. Talk about that, dude. Man, I never seen nothing like it before. You know, he's uh, he's special. You know, he just have that thing you can't teach. You know, he's fast, strong. You know, and one thing that stick out with him is he has a motor. You know, that <laughs> never get tired. You know, he's he's a special player, and I'm super excited to play with him because I know, you know, those quarterbacks gonna be running for their lives. He spends. And spent a lot of time this offseason. We had him on our show yesterday, mm -hmm. seeking out advice from all kinds of people that have been in the game for a long time, high-level type players. Mm -hmm. I imagine he's been picking your brain a lot. For sure. Talk, if you can, those conversations of what you're trying to teach Micah Parsons. I think he uh, he asked me the other day, you know, about how what's my you know how I take care of my body and stuff like that, and I told him. And because, you know, I've been playing this game a long time, you know, 12, this year 12. And I think one day he, he want to get there and play at a high level, just asking me, you know, my, my routine and things like that. Because he's very, that's good he's asking questions because you have to ask questions to get all the answers to get to where you want to go. So I'm super excited to see him, you know, grow as a player. And, um, you know, it's it's fun just, just sharing information because I'm, I look up to, to him too. You know, he may be younger than me, but, you know, um, just seeing him play on the other side, other side of the field, super excited. Is that something you learn to take care of your body, or have you always done that? I think you learn it over the years. You, you get to learn yourself. You learn what's, what you need. Um, I think by year five or six, I already started really in tune into my body to, to get me where I needed to go. Stephon Gilmore, appreciate it. Enjoy that uh, boat on Sunday, man. I appreciate, appreciate yeah. you spending some time with us here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. That was Stefan Gilmore in all his glory. Conversation. Great conversation. He's, he's taking a boat taking a boat out on Sunday to go do some fishing, maybe. I know somebody that wants to do some fishing. Let me tell Brought you. Brought their fishing poles to Oxnard. Well, there's one thing to be above the water. You do not want to be in it. Yeah. That water that is free. icy cold. And, let me, and watching the water, Tim Spence is sitting in with us. He's a fisherman, been on a lot of boats. Right. Anything over three foot chop to any uh, three foot. When you hear three foot seas, uh, don't get on the boat. And you hear four foot seas, you're gonna vomit. So it's just gonna no happen. matter and what. It's five foot seas in the uh, off the, the beach at That's, the shore. Oh man, I yeah. would. I don't think I could handle a full boat ride. No, I can't. Uh, besides, I think they say you're supposed to take that stuff for a week. See, people think you can take it the same day. Whatever it is, drama me, was it? Yeah. If the people think you can take it the same day. No. If you're gonna if you've never done it, you have to take it for a full week. 
to have it fully in Do you, your have system. Have you taken drama? Oh, man, we're running. But, no. But uh, you, have you never taken it? No, because I've never had the. I've never gone deep sea fishing. I've never needed one, to. Okay, a dr- one Dramamine is the equivalent of one shot of NyQuil to me. So I'll take the Dramamine or I'll take the NyQuil. Either way, I'm comatose. Still, but I, I'm, oh, if I gotcha. take the required amount of Dramamine, I'm drooling. I can wow. barely keep my eyes open. I, it, really? I'd, I'd almost rather be sick. So, it's like I've been darted. So when I went on the Disney cruise, even though the boat's so I've big, heard they, of that. they, gave, they gave us a wristband. That thingy. is the biggest. That it's is a the biggest ripoff. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. The little button around yeah. your wrist. That's right up there with they the They give them to oh, you. They I give them it. to you. Uh-huh. They give them to you. I didn't buy it. Yeah, they give them to you. It's like uh, it's a work. placebo. Here, take this Tic Tac. It's yeah. for your headache. You'll be oh, fine. Okay. And eight of, eight of those people will say, you know, that aspirin tasted good and my headache's gone. And that was just a Tic Tac. That's this little button thing on okay. here. Okay. I figured. Uh, and the but no, I've never, been, I've never been deep sea, so I don't know. Um, I don't know what it feels like or how much I need to take. And I don't know if I'll ever go deep sea. That's hope, like you got to be gone for like six hours. So, um, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, Coach Mike McCarthy uh, will make his first and initial uh, appearance on the R and R Morning Show. You know he's our regular host uh, guest on our Friday morning shows. He earns uh, wins. He gets tacos. Well, he'll start the series in just a couple of minutes. Mike McCarthy joins us just a little after eight twenty. Lock it in and rip the knob off. You're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. It's O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Wake me. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back. Oh, the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. <laughs> I'm leaving your mic off. They're pushing me out of the shot. Why are you pushing? You're a shot hog. I'm trying to get Mike McCarthy's shot right, and you're leaning in. I thought I was supposed to be no, in the shot. No, you're being dad. I combed my hair this you're morning. You're being dad. Like, you're messing I thought up the, I, was, I was leaning, and you were messing up the selfie. And you kept turning the, the, the laptop, and I kept trying yeah, to lean into it, so I'm not up. supposed to be in the no, shot. No, not in Mike's. Well, my you mom, have your own. My mom's not going to be happy with this. Look, turn on your stream yard, and you can see yourself. Oh, see, you're in oh, Mike's oh. seat. I, I still I see your right shoulder. I am. I'm in the stream. Oh, I, I, oh, I see. Move over. So you're telling me that McCarthy's worth the big box, and I'm yes. a little box? Yes. Yes. There's a we lot see of you every there. day. <laughs> we nobody wants to see you. We see being you every day. No, they see I, us plenty. If I'd have known he was coming, I, I probably would have planned yeah. appropriate. Okay, so I can't get out. There's no way I can get far enough out of this thing. Now you see how see, look how far I have to. Now see, I'm a vet. Now that I, this you is can't my, when he gets here, you can't stand up. It's no, nerve wracking. This is what I'm doing. This see, when reason. I sit where I am, I don't even get the backdrop. See, you wouldn't, guys, if you would know what we're talking about, if you are watching our YouTube feed, and you can do that from any device. Uh, we're San Antonio Sports Star. This is R&R. That's Rudy. I'm Rob. We're sitting on the tennis courts in Oxnard, California. It's your Dallas Cowboy training camp coverage uh, brought to you by AA Best Bell Bonds and, and Texas Cheer Liquor and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. And if you don't believe me, uh, just wait here for about 15 minutes because we're going to have a guy named uh, Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Cowboys, and come sit down with us for the first of his minimum uh 18 visits 
Yeah, but I don't get them every year. Well, the reason I stand up right now is because this way I don't have to get up when I got gets you. No, but see, look, if you're looking at the camera, I'm, I'm just about, it's impossible unless I turn like, which that might be unnerving for Mike. Yeah, I would be like a Barbara Streisand if I leaned into him. So if you were a tree, Miss Coach, what kind of tree would you be? Yeah, uh, we, he is coming. We are going to talk some Cowboys, but that's just the beginning. Don't open your legs hour. toward Mike, please. <laughs> that's like I hate when guys pull that. that, please. Uh, I Edward, hate that. Can you hold on to that? When you're facing another man, just you know, keep your legs closed. You know, today. What up? Uh, it's a celebratory day today. Why? It's kind of a soft opening, but today is the beginning of the NFL football season. I can't believe it. Today, the Hall of Fame. Now game goes off. Now you can hear it right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Cover starts at six thirty. Cha-ching. Now did Aaron go? Did Deshaun go? <laughs> they will get to see Zach Wilson. <laughs> what Zach? You? I mean, people forget. Like this is what everyone's forgetting about the Jets, and this is why I want to watch them. Like, yes, Aaron Rodgers is there, but they just took Zach Wilson with the number two overall pick two years ago. Oh, I, I you know what it. I mean? Like, no, I'm so, with you. I'm with you. It matters. But there's, oh, how far we have come I can't below believe, these two Are years. we sure they're going to play a football game today? Well, like, for real. It's the Hall of Fame. That's, it's a soft open. No, but it's a game. It's kind of like when you're opening a restaurant, you invite all your friends over, and you don't charge them anything, and you see if this is actually what you think it is, the food that you're serving. Yeah. So this is what we get tonight. It's not. Well, we don't expect anything. This is what the Just NFL. Just remember, it's free. The NFL has done a masterful job because I really, I swear, I feel like it, the season just ended. That's how well they mastered this out, like draft and free agency and trades. And it's literally 365 because it doesn't feel like we've had a break from the NFL at all. I, I, I'll agree with the lack of the break. I will I'll disagree, though. It seems like a lifetime since I've seen a game. Not to me. It seems like a long We talk time. NFL every day. Just because I talked, it doesn't mean I've lived it. And I feel like I've talked about it for so long. What actually happened has now become legend. The, you know, I have, <laughs> it, the details so you have mean to tell me fuzzy over the grand picture of what last season There is was. six plays that you could name right now from the Super Bowl that you remember. It can't. Who won? <laughs> Whatever. Well, th- that's the other part. Um, you remember the holding against Bradbury? I, no, you, the fumble from Hurts. You're at, and the touchdown he threw to A.J. You know, Brown. The, uh, Come honestly, on now. Uh, you remember the Super here's Bowl. Here's what's wrong with my poor, battered, old sports guy memory. What? The, the, I will remember Phoenix's Super Bowl, for one thing. The turf. That's when, when you go. Oh, the, yeah. What do you remember about Phoenix in 2023? The turf. I felt like the turf, at the end of the day, was such a deciding factor that, for me, that will be the turf Super Bowl. Uh, for me, and I'll be selfish, climbed a mountain. Well, see? So I climbed a mountain. That, those like, kind yeah, of I, memories. Y'all that, are going to hear about that forever, just by the way. Like, once every three months, I'm going to remind y'all that I climbed well, a mountain. Well, see, that's that's what I'm talking about. The season has been so long ago. You don't remember the game. You remember the mountain. <laughs> and, and so if uh, I'm telling you. So I get that the NFL has kept us busy, and they're masters of that. But you know what else but helped tonight us? Tonight will be kind of – we all know we're going to watch the first two minutes with rapt attention. We're going to watch it just to hear the voices and the sounders and, and all the stuff that Monday night, Thursday night, all the football things that we've missed. But after the first three plays, we're going to go, oh, yeah, I forgot. This is preseason. And well, what helped away. us, it's, Wimby helped us. Wimby it helped us. It, it kept us occupied because mm-hmm. if we don't get Wimby and we're like, oh, well, yeah, we're getting we're getting Brandon Miller. You know, I don't think there's that that downtime doesn't go as fast because we got Wimby and then the draft came with when we when we knew we were getting them so we had a good little buffer you know and that's why i felt like 
as we came to camp, and we'd focused so much on the Spurs, as we were getting ready to, I'm, I'm packing my bags and planning my wardrobe for Jerry's party, and I get the news that Zach ain't going to camp. Martin. Uh, yeah, Zach Martin ain't going to camp. Okay. And, and I got that news as I'm planning to come out here, mm-hmm. and suddenly everything was shocked back into focus. Oh, yeah, we got a football season to play, and here comes this brand-new season without a Hall of Fame and by Madden's numbers, the best on the offensive line in, in, in the NFL. Well, I'm going to go coach speak on you. I'm going to help you. I can only focus on the guys that are here. That is exactly what he's going right. to say. I can only I'm focus on the guys that are here. And Coach Mike McCarthy is imminent. He's, he's going to be here in just a couple of 11 minutes. 11 minutes. With the, the idea of I, just, I can coach who's here. <laughs> yes, that's and, all he's going to say. And I hear from Jerry – I hear from Steven. I see the resolute jaw when they talk about their guy. They love him. They um, love him. They just don't have the money. Well, above and beyond that, mm-hmm. uh, is, is there such a comfortability and confidence level here about the quality of this football team and the nearness of the goal that they're going to let Zach just sit? They don't care. That th- there's a comfort level here, that there's enough to keep this train moving without him. It's not. No, no, no. They know they need him. They're just going to be. B- but is there enough to on. go on without him? Yeah. So, and, and I don't think. Yeah, that this that's team that, could... that's 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 what you're paying Dak for. All you Dak lovers, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. That's what this. That's what they paying Dak for. I think Jerry's comfortable no, I don't enough know. to let him stew. They need him. Oh, I, there's a difference between need and want. Yeah, they you're need right. Him. And I, you don't. You. But can they survive without him? Sure. But then that, that's not a definite need then. Sure. They want him. So, But survive is different than winning. Well, for me, survival is winning. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, this is not a – You know, surviving is, is a, nine and eight. A 500 a, a, a proposition. Yeah, this surviving is, like, yeah, survive is nine and eight. You know what I mean? The coach is right on time. We expect him, I would say, in ten minutes. Exactly. He, exactly as, uh, ten minutes. As he's being guided by our good friend Joe Trahan, who daily offers us a unique hoodie. Daily. We're going to have to talk to Joe Trahan. I have that hoodie. Do you have that one? The white NFL hoodie. You've seen me wear that one. With the, with the football? And yeah. The, oh, I have not seen that. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I don't have that one. I have an NFL hey, hoodie. Hey, Trahan. Come, yeah. Is he standing out there or yeah. is he on the phone? He's, he's, he's busy. Oh, with he's my, busy? Yeah. Oh, because I wanted to comment on his hoodie. It's nice. No, I don't have that one. But it has an NFL shield on the back. I have one that has a shield on the back. I'm but gonna... mine's from Ross. And mine only costs $17. <laughs> don't discount the quality of Ross. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not discounting it. Go Last ahead, night, sitting around the, the table of air, Airheads. Um, what? Debate, I mean, uh, Airheads in the, in, the, in the best sense of the word. Radio broadcast types. Airheads and, and ink fingers. Um the, the the idea of backup running back was brought up. Oh. Is it is it a fair statement to say that the that the the best backup running back on the Cowboy roster currently is under five foot five? No, it's Malik Davis, and I'm I'm not gonna stand. I'm not backing off of it. I don't care how much y'all make fun of me. I like being on the island. I like being alone. Being alone builds character, and I know everybody makes fun of me, and that's fine. But I'm sticking to it. Malik, it's Malik Davis. So that's that. Six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN. That's the question for the day. How comfortable are you at running back? Because we're all pretty. Well, I mean, you have, well. The thing about it is, last year, uh, 
Zeke Elliott had over 200 carries. He had 231 carries. Uh, I guess we asked Coach, is he comfortable with Tony Pollard coming off of a broken leg his size? You know, that maybe some questions on the offensive line. Are you comfortable um, having Tony Pollard over 200 carries? Or are you going to split that up between two or three guys, especially now with Ronald Jones being suspended? So definitely some things we have to discuss. Mike McCarthy is imminent as we prepare for a full radio day. Not only will Mike join us, but Dak Prescott will be sitting in with the Blitz today as we continue your... I think he probably knows Jason and Joe by now. Well, at least Jason. And it's also Hot Ticket Thursday, and that's just... You, you want to go ahead and do this now? We're just about One there. One of them damn bands I don't know. Yeah, sure. Uh, Why it, not? I know Godsmack. I know Godsmack. It's Hot Ticket Thursday. Be the ninth caller at 210-656-ESPN. And you could be on your way. The hottest tickets to the hottest events. Ninth caller wins. I don't think you've ever actually played a Godsmack song. I know I haven't. I'm not against it. Tim, do you know Godsmack? Of course he does. Of course he does. Oh, he's uh, So it's, what about Stained? I know Stained. My floors are stained. <laughs> My floors. Now, yesterday, Rob, I, I was like, you know what? I six knew, five six three seven yeah. seven six. Call nine nine. caller. Yeah, Go nine caller. Going to check out Godsmack and Stained up in Austin at our. Yeah, the theater. Blitz. Jason hit me up. Hey, man, we're hungry. Bring us something. I said, cool. So I run out to the car, and sure enough, I turn on the car. The last person that had driven the car was Tim. What station you think it was on? I'm sure it was classic rock. Yes, it was. So I was like, okay, I knew Tim was the last person to drive. But I can't. Because the classic rock was on. I was like, but the thing is, I I could have easily. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I forgot. I woke Tim up, Rob, because I couldn't find the parking pass. I was like, dude, I can't get on campus without the parking pass. And Tim comes out slumbering and stumbling, like, what do you need it for? You know, just how anybody would. would Where was it? It had fallen. I don't know how crazy was he was driving. I don't know how crazy he was driving, but it had fallen all the way on the right side of the passenger seat. I'm not gonna. I, I will not denigrate the brand of car, so I don't want to bring it up. No, but one of our vehicles is a tin can with a chainsaw mower engine. It gets his A and B. Man, oh man! It gets his A and B. It got me there. It is a. It's a crazy little vehicle. I'll give him that. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah. But the the fact that it did get, rattle the parking pass off of the hood all, off all of the, the way over to the, the dash all the way to the right side it's not surprising at all because of the like, vibrations at like 45 and this I is a new bad. car i'm sorry i felt bad i woke tim up but i needed the parking pass but but you couldn't find it no why would i think why would you think it was out of the vehicle why would i think it's on the i looked everywhere i looked in the glove compartment i looked in the trunk I well, looked, I didn't look seat. everywhere as i well, would tell my kid it was. You didn't why would everywhere. it be on the right side of the passenger seat, in between there and the door? Well, why would it be there? Uh, well, had you driven the vehicle prior to that? I don't think no, you had. I so once you drive it, once you've driven it, now you know how it could end up. But over this there. is the thing. You know what? Sometimes with stuff like that, as precious as a, you know, that is a parking pass at Cowboys Camp. I thought maybe he was like, yo, no, I don't want anyone to break into the car and steal it. So I thought he may have taken it in. Because, I mean, you know, people are, hey, I would I like can... to have confirmation from Mrs. Rudy J mm-hmm. as to how well you you search for things. How oh, well, like, God. you go, honey, it, oh, where is no, it? She no. goes, it's right there on don't the refrigerator. And you go, honey, I can't see it. Don't and she goes, no, it's that. right there. You go, honey, it's not here. And she walks in and goes, it's right there and grabs it and hits you in the head with it. How often does that happen? Hey, you know what? 
I, if I, you no. ask her that, if you ask her that, she's going to be like, like, Rob, he can never find so, it. In, in Tim's defense, in Tim's defense, as he staggers out. I'm horrible at it. And his chun is in the middle of the day having to go search a tin can for a little piece of paper. It's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> I, I, my apologies, Tim. At least I came back with chicken tenders. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> see? See? I, I came back in peace. That is the lesson that we all must learn. See? You see, kids, if you're gonna if you're gonna screw if up, wake, if you follow it up with food. If I wake somebody up out of their sleep, bring them chicken tenders. It, it, the strangest thing is because of the, the days the, the the way that we're having to get up so ridiculously early, mm-hmm. the week kind of becomes this blur, this non stop little breaks and right. then back to work little breaks back to work i guess you get the sense it's kind of like we we pack a month of training camp into a week because right. we get little 2 hour 3 hour naps oh, yeah. in between the fun stuff obviously but then the work that begins with us at 2:30 in the morning i mean we're well, here yeah uh, and so it just feels like this blur of things and you, and you when you talk to the cowboys and they're in what they're in their second week but now that the pads have begun and this process has begun, right? It becomes like what we're going through. That you just—it's just—it's not day after day. It's meeting to practice, meeting to practice with a little bit of sleep. And uh, and the, what did my coaches used to call it? Skulls time. A little bit of and, and a lot of playbooks. But well, she's supposed to still be in love with the process. Uh, speaking from, that's, I'm, talk, I'm talking about from a player standpoint. I think when you get to the point, and this is what every pro athlete tells you: When I, the, when did you know you needed to retire? When I didn't feel like getting up and going to practice, right. when I when I stopped liking the process. So when you if you get into that point already, and it's only week two, well, I don't think anybody pro- is. You got other problems. And, and I would be w- very w- curious if if the way I feel on Thursday uh-huh. is the way the players feel like in three weeks, where it literally doesn't feel like. I remember getting here. Right. I don't remember any long stretch like oh let's relax and have myself some time. I remember right. a, a couple of meals, and this is just since Sunday. You know what I mean? So because you, you turned this thing into this this mind-numbing blur. Yeah. And we're now on two padded practices. Yeah. And yesterday, a, a walkthrough. And today, another a full another full get-together, from what I understand. But I don't know of their ten padded practices if they're going to use one today. They've already used two. Well, we'll, we'll talk to you Coach don't Mike have, You don't have to guess. He is imminent as yeah, he is yeah. going to arrive just a second. Uh, we had his uh, as assistant head coach, his defensive coordinator, on yesterday in, in Dan Quinn. And I, I've talked to a lot of coaches that were excited. I've never talked to a coach that was about to have – that wanted to have a pool party for an off-season acquisition and couldn't figure out – or had to play chess in his brain to figure out what he was going to do with a Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, you can hear that on com slash audio vault and our YouTube channel. Do you get the sense as McCarthy is beginning to take control of this offense in every sense of the word? Um, one less thing with the defense has certainly helped the process. You know, No worries over on the other, that side of the ball. Well, it ain't even that. That's that, that's the thing. I think we're making too much of that. It's been that way. It's been that way. I mean, he's been to the point where he doesn't have to, you know, pretty much, I don't want to say babysit, but have to worry about that side. That's been that way. I think we're making a little bit more of that than what we're supposed to. What's up, Coach? And here he is. Good to see you, man. Morning, Coach. Glad you're here. Come on, have a seat down. We're, we're a full-on TV production as well. 
Here is head coach Mike McCarthy of your Dallas Cowboys sitting in joining with us for the first of what will be. I would we were doing our count, coach, uh, of eighteen visits as uh, he will join us every Friday morning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I said a minimum of eighteen visits. We're just beginning it, and as before we dive into stuff, uh, good to see you again, coach. Looking good, glimmer in your eye as always. Absolutely. I mean, it's training camp. Um, you know, this this is the best place. You could possibly have a camp, so everything's going great. Absolutely. Team's staying, you know, relatively healthy, but no. I'm How are you it. feeling? Loving it. Has, oh, I feel is great. It, yeah, is feel it great. Hadn't, yeah. you know, no jet lag yet. No jet lag. No. No. You no, know what I mean? Just, where you start feeling like what t- what day is it yet? None yeah, of those. You know, camp is. You know, you're trying to you know just maximize everything you can here because you know you know you're on a limited time with your players, but. Right. You get to train in this space here, and there's nothing like it. So we can we can go full speed. In our business, you know, we get up early, uh, and you start living with this internal clock. You know, I know it, uh, there's a certain time of day I'm supposed to be doing something. Have you hit that with the camp? Like it is it is 7:15. There's a camp, there's a meeting I got to be at, and I know where I need to be. Have you found that rhythm yet? Well, I'm I'm an early riser, uh, so you know the, the mornings are I love. Um, the, the nighttime is the part that you know it always takes you a while. Right. To, get into a rhythm you know because this is the our offensive staff this is our first time going through it together so you know we're spending a little extra time at night than, than we probably like to but um, it's just kind of where we are with you taking over the play college did you get as much time to decompress as you normally do i know the last couple years i talked to you, you kind of take that time away mm-hmm. kind of get away were were you able to still have that time to yourself and to the family or did you have to get right back to work well um i i, I did i had great family time on the break um in but I spent a lot of time going back and just making sure things I've done in my past, if, uh, you know, a couple of wrinkles that I wanted to bring in. Because, you know, I, I think just like everything, and I've done it every year, you know, you, you have a system, you have a scheme, you know, evaluation, implementation, you're building it, building right. it. Then you have the draft, you know, and then you get a Deuce Vaughn and then Brandon Cooks. Do we have enough, you know, so, you know, Terp, you know, Terp. And so, I mean, just making sure, you know, bringing some new ideas. So, you know, we, we have some wrinkles that we'll put in later. Um, that, that'll come out of those those conversations, but you know. So I've always spent you know pretty much the first two weeks because your head's still in the football. Right. You, know, you go on vacation, so you're still into it. So, um, but it was fun. I was watching old Beta Camp tapes and quarterback <laughs> schools from the New Orleans yeah. Saints, and so I, you know, I, you know. Well, I, you know, what during the one of the Mojo moments the other day, I saw and I was like, wow, this is different. Terp, the lateral. Yes. Yeah, I saw Terp and Deuce. In one of those packages, talk to us about Deuce and Turp and what the type of weapons. Because you know, CD Please. was asked. CD was asked. Hey, he feels like Turp is one of the best kept secrets. It's going to be hard to keep him off the field. Yeah, I mean Turp. Turp. You know, I, mean, I love that guy. I mean, just the way he came in here last year, because you know, this yeah. is when he arrived here in, in middle of training camp. So, uh, but you know, has tremendous ability. Um, he's just so dynamic with the ball in his hands. But you know, you know, we're still developing him as a route runner because I mean, his mm-hmm. ability to I mean, he's got an incredible stride, and he's you know he's probably the quickest guy on the field too. So I mean, his his combination could be lethal. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to get, get get have more involved than just playing the normal rotations of receiver. You know, we don't want to be in packages where we have to identify you know every time he goes in the game it's here. So you know, if he can play in the flow, which he is right now, mm-hmm. um, which is different than last year, just playing the flow of the offense, it'll it'll give us a chance to you know move him around and. And just play Do some different things. Yeah. Think will help those specialty plays. Apply that same thought process to your your running back, to Vaughn. 
Well, our running back room's different. You know, yeah, I mean, so, first, uh, my, you know, my first three years here, we we had you know we had two dynamic runners, we had two number ones. So, right. and then, you know, you look at the twenty twenty you know version of the offense. You know, or you, you look at the numbers we ran the ball. I mean, you know, they had to go up. I mean, that was the you know number one focus coming out of that season. And so, I, I thought we did a really good job, you know, using Tony and Zeke in twenty one and twenty two. And but uh, you know now that group that room looks differently, and, and how is that going to sort out? And that's you know that's why we're here at camp and working through. But I I, I love what the young young running backs are doing. I mean they've they've done so a really nice job. How would you quantify it now? You got an RB one and an RB two ABC. Well, I mean we have we have a veteran and a bunch of young guys. I mean that's yeah. just just the facts. So um, and those young guys also play special teams. So special teams mm. will be a big factor in how that sorts out. If you're playing in the Hall of Fame game tonight, coach, who's starting at right guard? Oh, um, I mean, you know, we got Josh Ball in there, and and uh, you know, we just keep working those guys. Okay. This, I mean, you know, Zach's situation is business, and we miss him. Don't get me wrong. No, of course, everybody loves him. Of course, and, and all that. But this is this is a healthy opportunity for these young players. You know, these are these are reps that uh, they can use. You know, especially against the number one defense. You know, Zach and you know Tyron. We're going to be on a pitch count anyways. So you mm-hmm. know, coming in here, you got to. Be smart with those guys. So, yeah, we'll just keep working these young guys. How much did last year's offensive line issues, injuries, and all that, where you're moving guys around, go into the prep for this this kind of for your offense as you've evolved this thing? I mean, it really has every year. I mean, mm-hmm. all my 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 three years here. I mean, the num the numbers are adversity's know, going crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, I, I've never had these this many offensive line starting lineups and. In a two-year period, let alone a three-year period. So, yeah, definitely, it's we're very cautious. Can you take me to school real quick? What's that? Uh, can take me to school on how do you put together an offense, looking at the offense of the line, the way it's structured, and and find the the measure between mobility, interplaceability, interchangeability, and continuity on an on an overall stretch with the offense. How do you meld those well, two things at, together? You look at the individual number one and what is his skill set. So, you know, is he a one-position player? Is he a two-position player? And then mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes you have a guy that can play all three positions, so that's that's the starting point. So the ample number of time that you get them trained. Now you may only be able to get them trained in the technique and the physicality part of it, but then you can train them in the mental part of it through the walkthrough. So it's just once again establishing the individual's ability to play multiple positions. How many more reps do you need to do that for real? In a, in oh, well, you never have enough. I know, but I mean, I mean, is it like another month? I mean, well, yeah. I'm, well, you, you guys have been around. You, I mean, training camps a lot different today than it was, you know, ten years ago, fifteen, twenty years ago. So. Uh, but that's where you have to you have to get it done in the classroom. You have to get it done in the walkthroughs. But in the offensive line, I mean, it, that's 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 a hard position, and it's you know there's a you know thought that you always give linemen three years to find out where they're at. I mean, you know, we also had a pandemic in the middle of that right. evaluation period too. So, uh, I mean, that's real. I, I think young players uh, because you don't get the play. I mean, the first padded practice was really the first rep of all their training that. That was that really was what they can tie to getting ready for the game. I mean, you know, perimeter guys can can go full speed, you know, against one another in helmets, you know, and, and get and get get the work. The, the line the linemen don't get that, you know, they don't get that. I mean, I can remember being on the uh, the Mad committee for coaches committee. John Madden used to say it all the time. What can we do to help? You know, he's an old line coach. You know, his mm-hmm. original was an offensive line coach, and, and it was a point well made. What can we do to help these offensive linemen? I mean, they're just, it's such a disadvantage to start the season just from a training perspective. It's you know, they, they don't they don't get the you know trips to the plate that the other positions do. 
Where or where I know the word you've used a lot this campus installs. Where are you in the offense with your installs? How was your walkthrough yesterday? When you getting back in the pads? How's everything going? Well, this is our sixth install. Then Saturday okay. seven. Then you know next uh, Monday will be eight. So then once we get past that, then we'll we'll get into the prep for you know Jacksonville. Make sure our guys are ready. So what's the percentage of in there? What we your quarter percent in? Your thirty percent, forty percent in? Just to yeah, give us an idea of what 60%. we're looking at. Sixty percent. Oh, Mike McCarthy sitting in with us here on, on uh, San Antonio Sports Talk. I need you to help me be right, though. I've been arguing with people about Malik Davis. I need you to help me be right about him. I think he's the real deal. I think he can I, – I, I'm going to stand on it. I don't care what anybody says. I think Malik is going to have a breakout year. If he, I mean, depending on how things go, he gets the touches and the reps. I think Malik Davis is the real deal. An advocate for sure. Big Definitely. Time. I think he's clearly one of those guys that's making that jump from year one to year two, without a doubt. He showed great, you know, really good natural run skill. In his limited opportunities last year, um, he's done a good job in the weight room. You know, he's, he's stronger, and uh, he's done he's done a nice job with the pass protection responsibilities we've added to the running back room. and And I think he'll be, you know, he's a natural at, at uh, you know checkdowns and and working the underneath routes too. So yeah, I, I think he's developed really well. Hey, he has, there you have I, it. Do. I, 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 he has a lot of natural run skill. That's yeah. the reason you come to work. Hey, we look forward Thanks, to sending coach. some tacos this year. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Appreciate you, Coach. <laughs> we get those wins coming. Uh, coach Mike McCarthy right here on San Antonio Sports Star for the first of what we look forward to being a minimum of uh, 21 to 22 visits here on San Antonio Sports Star. Which is taller than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Appreciate we appreciate you. you. That's Coach Mike McCarthy. Uh, we're going to dissect all that we had to have with him and all the others uh, coming up. We'll be right back. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Rome Show is coming to San Antonio. He's great. He's awesome. The guy's insane. The Jim Rome Show debuts Monday, August 14th at 12 noon on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning to you. Good morning to all and to all a good morning. How you doing, Rudy? I'm doing better doing now good. that I talked to Coach Mike McCarthy and I'm pleading my case for Malik Davis again. I'd, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back dying to r and I'm dying on this hill. <laughs> One of those R's uh, stands for the uh, replacement or the agent of young uh, Malik. <laughs> Rudy is the diehard advocate for that young running back. All if he is a success and gets the, the, the Oh, y'all are not going to like me. Rudy appropriate. Y'all are not going to like me. You Look, better I'll, be sending Rudy a check. 3% is small, the going rate. Small sample size, but that small sample size, I saw a stud. Yeah, the small sample size was the key to that. I hope you all caught all of the Mike McCarthy interview. If you did not, there is no need to worry. It will not die in the ether. We're going to have it available to you in a variety of ways. And to make sure you get it, you need to follow us. Uh, that's at Rudy J underscore star. I'm at Rob Thompson ESPN. You need to have uh, San Antonio Sports Star on your Alexa or whatever your little device is and make sure you're following and watching in every possible way. We're being graded on it. And uh, we we care. Mm-hmm. We oh, do we need the stream early. Yeah, oh, and uh, I, did I, you I, like I, how see, see, I've got, I got that one, Rudy? About time. You like how I worked in the Zach Martin question? Hey, if you're playing the Hall of Fame game, well, you know the funny right thing guard? is he dove right in on it. He was like, "All right, let's talk about it." You yeah. know, he went right in. Well, we, we miss him. Josh we love Ball. Him. I, you know, I 
I, I would like to achieve a status when I'm not in the room for whatever reason. So that whenever they bring your my name is brought up, the first thing that everybody feels obliged to say <laughs> is we love him, we miss him. Well, no, no, well, see, this is this see this is what you have to do for. Um, there's certain players that you have to do that for. Like before you criticize them, you have to let yeah. them know you love them. I want to be that, that guy. Yeah. I want to reach a status that Zach Martin has reached, where no matter what we say, there's always well, the preface true. like we love him, we miss him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. But there, there is no but. There's no but when it comes to Zach Martin. It's well, just like he's but really he great. Ain't here, how's no, that? No, the thing is, we're great and we need him. He's great and we need him. I don't think there's a but. How bad do they feel they need him? See, you you, you keep saying that, but they ain't making the move. Yeah, because he has a contract. Well, see, then they Honor don't it. need him that bad. Yes, they do. Honor your contract. Honor your contract, Zach. That's what we tell Antonio Brown. That's what we tell you know a DB. That's what we tell you know. A wide receiver. So, but, what do you mean? But most of those guys get paid. Most of those guys end up getting paid. And a big difference between need and want. Yeah, I think they they certainly would want to have him back. But if they needed him, I think there'd be a little bit more commitment to find him. Because we know at the end of the day, we watched with the Rams and we watched with other teams, if you need something, you can always find money in the cushions. Now, you might have to convince Dak to wait a day or two. You might have to convince the next guy in line, whether it be a, an offensive lineman or someone else. They might have to wait six, eight months. They might have to wait till some money. Sorry, I went away. I was, but if they really need, yeah, if they I was, need uh, him, they'd pay him. I was hodgepodging with Cowboys upper brass. You know, did you, you know get how in trouble we do. again? No, you didn't get in trouble again, did you? Yeah, yeah. I'm. A, I, you know what? I've had a rough week. Don't. Don't. I've had a rough week, Rob. All right, you threw so, stakes at me yesterday from over the balcony. I got in trouble for talking out of turn. Yeah, see, Rudy is disrupting the order of things. <laughs> some, to, some for the good, some for the bad. Rudy just walked into the McCarthy presser yesterday like a bull in a china shop, thought it was his house. Stepped right on Clarence you Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Stuff. Just right. Stepped right on him. You told me to act Hurdled as if. him. You told me to always act no, as if. it was awesome. So don't, what I'm getting at is... What you did yesterday was cool. You did, at the end of the day, after the chastisement, after you were told don't do that and you did it wrong, did you really feel any worse? I mean, did, did your day get worse? No. It was, a, it, was a, it was a good question that was answered. I felt like a boss. Well, then what's the problem? Nothing. No. No. See, the, 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 you have to forgive us um, because we've been trained a certain way as sports journalists in San Antonio. And there was a certain way right. that it was always done here at Dallas Cowboys training camp, the way that questions are answered at press conferences. There is a, there's a pecking Jump in. order. Well, there's a pecking order we right. understand. Beat writers always take precedence, no matter where you are, no right. matter what team. The newspaper writers always get the first questions. And that's in that's San Antonio, fair. that's in Dallas, that's in New York, whatever it is. That's how it works. Then after that, it used to be the method, the loudest, the firstest. Yeah. There wasn't a pecking order after, Jump the, in. after the beat writers. And it used to be like that here in Dallas. But last year, on the advent of a new uh, PR director coming in and replacing the old regime, he had come from an NBA background, which in the NBA, you always announce yourself. In the finals, your though. Name. But in, uh, in most NBA roadies, you, if, okay, got you, 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 got you, got there's you, got you. a... There is that who you are before you ask the question. Right. Um, and he brought that to the training camp. So now you have to, uh, I'm so-and-so. It doesn't matter whether we know you or not. Yeah, we know who you are, Rudy J. but you have to announce it anyway. So, Rudy, uh, let the pecking order, the understood pecking order happen like you would have everywhere. 
Mm-hmm. He let those guys ask the questions. And when they were done, Rudy raised his hand and said the appropriate thing. But one of the new things that we weren't aware of, that it's also brand new to me, I didn't know it, is you had to check in. There's a checker in her that's sitting on the stage. you got to tell him, like, I'm next, and he'll point to you. But see, and then I, you get to. But see, I should have known that. I should have known. I don't think so. Well, no, I should have. There's not a rule book they hand you when you walk in here. Yeah, no, I shouldn't have known. But, that, again, covering three Spurs finals. In the NBA finals, that's how it's done. You have to raise your hand and they pass the mic down the road. So that's how it's done. So it's not anything new. But, and I was told last night by Clarence Hill Jr. of Fort Worth Star-Telegram that I also asked my question too early. He said, you're supposed to wait. Like He said, I'm so, he said because I'm new. And I haven't been there like him and Todd Archer and some of those guys. I should have waited till about the eleventh question. Well, see, we thought you had cleared that hurdle because you had let the first two do it. But see, I've been to three training camps. Am I still a rookie? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of people walking around this room that have been here for <laughs> twenty years. So if you, I mean, so, I'm, I'm so up a third a year. So I'm kind of like. You're. You still should be carrying helmets and shoulder pads, man. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You graduated yeah, early. Because Clarence is like, dude, you asked the fourth question. I'm like, it was the fourth question. He's like, yeah, you probably should have waited till about 11. He's like, you asked a great question, but you asked it too early. Like, he was like, shut up, sit down on the bench, and wait till about the 11th question. I was like, damn. Well, what I've, what a cowboy do? But he did admit. He said the Cowboys media that have been here for a long time. He said we're snooty. They are. They're pecking order. And see, you didn't realize that. So they that. bougie. Oh, yeah. Do you see? And that's another thing about the media that's kind of weird to me. Now the media guys are, for real, like, celebrities and will big-time you. What do you mean like, now? No, this I'm just saying it's like, dude. dude, you don't run a 4-2. Nobody is, nobody is paying $300 to come watch you write or uh, talk. Like, the, well, fact somebody that, is. the fact that media guys is really act like we're like, hey, dude, don't talk to me. I'm such and such is weird to me. It's no different. It's than, weird to me. Than it's guy. like, dude, you're 5'7". You know what I mean? Like you, you, you got a forty size waist like me. Like you, like you think you're somebody. We're well, just like this is we're 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 privileged. This is an honor to do this. To you but is, to be, but to act, but to big time another media person, and you're a media person is weird to me. The same way on social. How many followers you got? Well, I don't. I don't care about that. Like a I, lot of people do. I will. I will respond if a guy has two followers. And he asked me a good question. I'm not going to be like, well, he only has two followers. I'm not responding. If it's a good question, I'll respond. Like, where <laughs> no, the hell are we? No, you won't. You better, you better oh, ask him. Ask him. Go, go check, go check I, I my timeline. I want to see a two-follower response. Go check, go. I want to see one. I hope you did. I think you would if you saw it. I, would. I don't think you'd even see if it. If it was a good question. See, then, okay. <laughs> And I've yet to see one. But eventually, a a two-follower, a good question will come around. And when it does, you'll hit it out of the park. we got some snobby media types nowadays. Not nowadays. This is nothing new. No, it's worse. Social media's Uh, made it worse. Dude. Social media's made it worse. No, I think it made it a little bit easier for more people to have access. Because I remember 20 years ago when you stood in a room and the likes of back then when uh, Bob Costas walked in, sports boy. The everything well, stopped. Well, Bob can be that. Well, see, yeah, Bob. There's look. Of course, okay. Perfect example. The other night, you and Jason had a few words without Michael. Uh-huh. He can be that. There's a there's and a that was Costas. Th- he was Costas no, before. There's a few guys in the media over time that can be like, relax. Talk to my handler. Yeah, but that's been there's a I, I, there's a few. The few, 
Not all of them. As we sit uh, comfortably on the tennis courts here in Oxnard, it is the beginning of the NFL football season, a game that you can catch live right here on San Antonio Sports Star, and I don't think we're celebrating appropriately. Do you have uh, money on the game tonight? I do, lots. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really, it's more about Zach's hair color than it Zach? is about... Uh, Zach Wilson? Yeah. No. Oh. It's not more about his play or anything. Yeah, it's a football game, and I'm going to be very interested to see what The milk masher. But, <laughs> but to give you an idea where we are in the sporting calendar, what? it is almost time for the Ocho. The ceremonial, August the 8th, Whatever where the, uh, the... I don't know what this you helped you, you You educated me on this this just this morning. Well, you've, we've done the Ocho stuff. But for the last... Who? Well, uh, we talked me. about it. Yeah. You, you got me. Last missed. year. You, wrong girl. Annual. You, did your wife ever tell you that? <laughs> wrong girl. <laughs> it is the annual You got me mixed up with your, with your ex. That will be broadcast on a series of days as if it was the, the eighth of the AS, ESPN channels. The Ocho. It, it, its origins come from the movie uh, Dodgeball where the Ocho was broadcasting the World Dodgeball Championships, along with other, I guess, weird sporting events. That right now, believe it or not, ESPN is already broadcasting Slam Ball. I like Slam Ball. Now, that's about the only thing on the Ocho that I... Oh, and uh, Slippery Stairs. There's there's a series of wonderful events that are just around the corner that we can partake of, and they all begin uh, uh, tomorrow. So if you're on ESPN, on well the Ocho. What's the Ocho? Channel Ocho ESPN eight. Oh, there's ESPN. There's ESPN News. There's ESPN Deportes. Deportes. There's uh, ESPN two. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, all of the ESPN SEC channels. There's three. And there's ESPN three, the digital side. Yeah. And then there's the Ocho. The Ocho uh, broadcast the likes of uh, marble shooting and. Uh, uh, the World uh, Arm Wrestling Championships and the Slippery Stair Racing uh, is one of the many things you'll be able to watch. Okay. So, you got that going for you. <laughs> Pickleball? Pickleball's a real sport. No, actually, I looked. I, yeah. it, the realest thing here, because what they're going to be broadcasting is the World Championships in a, in a variety of stupid things. Mm-hmm. But Pickleball, while being a stupid thing, actually has probably a TV deal. You know what, though? I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I could be a pro pickleball player. If I don't I think de- it's that far of a limb to be on. I think if, if I dedicated my life to training <laughs> for pickleball, I think I could go pro at 46 years old. Well, on uh, I think you could, too. I think that I think a lot of people I mean, there's only, what, there's about what, eight feet of space i got to cover? Kevin Durant owns a pickleball team. A lot of guys in the NBA picked up pickleball teams, but uh-huh. that's not on the Ocho because it's a real sport. I think you could become a could you become a professional axe or knife thrower because at nine a.m. Well, tomorrow there is we the have one on this station. I saw Remember, Joe throw one axe one time, and but he hit the bullseye in yeah. Phoenix. So uh, maybe he is a professional. So okay, he so we got Joe. We'll let Joe have the axe throwing. What else we got? Uh, we've got uh, the see the. Uh, uh, I told you about arm wrestling. I don't. Some of these sports no, I have no. Like Omega Ball Women's Invitational. So what? Okay, what else? That's, it, it sounds like one of those futuristic sports where somebody's going to die at the end. Uh, there is the the uh, pillow fighting championships. That'll be at ten o'clock on. I actually saw night. that last year. I remember the pillow fight. That, that was pretty dumb. That was pretty stupid. Describe. 
This is a pillow fight. What do you mean? Well, How do you want me to describe a pillow fight? Well, there's You've a variety of ways over? that, a, that a, a station like ESPN could broadcast the likes of a pillow fight. No, I, I only saw it on like Instagram. I saw it on Instagram. flag football version where you've got no, Rob, that type of, your mind of pillow fight. I'm just saying, how did they – or was it two fat guys with Yes, pillows? it was two fat guys well, I don't want to watch that. Okay, then that's – It was two fat I'm guys I'm glad they're pillows. doing that late at night. How about the World Dog Surfing Championships? That's going to be at 1230 on August 5th. You can catch that out on the Ocho. What's dog surfing? I have a feeling it's exactly how it sounds. Oh. That's my assumption. Did you ever play Golden Tea growing up? Absolutely. Golden Tea Championships coming up at 7.30 a.m. I imagine you could, if with 10,000 hours, Malcolm Gladwell could have you. <laughs> no, I suck at Golden Tea. But I've seen guys lose big money playing that game. I'm talking about guys that are like literally gamble on Golden Tea like year-round. It's a little bit weird. I, I want to get your East Texas bona fides here. Okay. I wanna, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm listening. And this is kind of a would you rather. freezing. If you were get if you were amongst your kin, your uncles, your cousins, and it was a family gathering, and you had to defend the honor of the J household at the family gathering, and you had to choose your family game, would you choose the bones? Would you sit down at the table and slap some dominoes on the ground, or would you toss the iron and go to the horseshoes? What would be the name that you the game that you would defend your family honor with? Because you got to pick one. It wouldn't be dominoes. So you'd, you'd be throwing iron. I'm not that good at dominoes. I know how to count by fives, but I don't. I'm not good at dominoes. Like I'll admit that. Like there's some like I got cousins and uncles. Yeah, that so are you like wouldn't good. go to war to represent the family. At no, the, no, dominoes. I wouldn't because I wouldn't want to embarrass my family. Like so, dominoes is a, is a serious, serious <laughs> thing. Yes, it is. Like it's a serious thing, and if you're gonna represent your family, you better damn well get down there and play well, right. So my I wouldn't household, do that. horseshoes is close. Horseshoes? Yes, horseshoes is a big I, deal. I'm more. I'm more of a cornhole. Guy. Well, I, I ask you though, <laughs> cornholes for the modern now, Gen Zers. Now, I will. I will cornhole the hell out of somebody. Cut that. And hold that, Evan. <laughs> I will Next. cornhole. I'm good at cornhole. I'm really, really good at cornhole. I will kick some ass in cornhole. So, you, are you a, a, a dead-on shooter? You're a slide-up. You're a slide-in. I'm a slide-in. Slide-in kind of yeah, thing. I'm a slide-in type I, guy. I've. I've never been very good at cornhole. I've. I've always kind of found it. I've never played cornhole sober. Would be the best way to put it. It's I'm not play, something that I just let's pull out the cornhole. But game you play sober. horseshoe sober. Well, I've started. If so sober. if so, you got to get normally. It. But I'm not kidding. When okay. the uh, Thompson fam gathers, mm -hmm. the competition is beginning. They, don't you don't want to have an extra beer because I've played horseshoe, but I, I, I don't I, seek it out. We would have to suffer the ramifications. We literally have like game day where we get together and it's like That's pretty cool. Ring on a string, winner next. See, we do that with um, taboo. But, yeah, we, we do taboo. We're is, like my family takes taboo seriously. Respect given, yeah. and you, if it's not a good family game unless somebody's done when they're crying. Yeah, somebody no, cry, somebody be, better be crying. No, we're yelling and screaming yes. and cussing, and you cheated and buzzers. No, it's a real thing. So that's why we had to take those you games know, physically outside. And you know what we drink while we're playing taboo? What's that? There's and don't forget about Foster's Bar and Grill. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the top. Oh, the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, 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 good morning to you. Hey, 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 
morning, good morning. It's r in the morning, yes, a Thursday edition here on the Tennis Courts. This is your Dallas Cowboy training camp coverage continuing, uh, brought to you by AA Best Bell Bonds. It's been part of the Cowboy coverage for a long, long time, as has Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Runs, and it wouldn't be any fun without Texas Cheer Liquor helping us along the way. Thanks, everybody, for getting us here. Um, Mike McCarthy just stopped by. You're going to want to hear what he had to say, and that's coming up in about 30 minutes. Um, football's back. It is back. We got to, speaking of football in the purest sense, uh, how many goals did Lionel get last night? Did he get six or eight again? Uh, I, I don't know. He continues to humiliate my American soccer. Team. This dude just continues to. Uh, he had uh, two goals last night. Good for him. Good for David Beckham. Good for Posh Spice. As they defeated Orlando <laughs> no. City three to one in the three one in the League's Cup. Yeah, he's a uh, he's making a mockery of the MLS. Just shows how bad the MLS is. He's like ninety. He's like ninety years old and just scoring at will. I, I, it's I'm, disgusting. At some point, somebody's gonna get vindictive and slide in a little early. I think they don't even have it in them. They can't. You know, they, they don't they even have manage it. In them. Yeah, they don't even have it in them. You know, the topic... Which, where's my stream yard, Edwin? What are oh, you doing? Oh, we got another one. I got a problem with that, No, too. I'm just saying... You know, as one. we were out at the uh, the, the Jerry uh, extravaganza at that beautiful Nobu there in Malibu, which, by the way... What happened? I had as good of a little tiny taco as I've ever had in my life. One of those little crispy... Yeah, little it was ribeye. ...delicious ribeye tacos. It was ribeye. Worth the trip on its own. But the evening itself was dominated by Zach Martin. The undercurrent in the building, the scrum that was Jerry and his pasty face writer types that went on for hours and hours on end was Zach Martin. And uh, not only was it around Jerry, but it was also around Steven. So picture this. It's the day after. Uh, everybody's said their piece about Zach Martin, and the Blitz was lucky enough to have Stephen come in and sit down on a one-on-one. Stephen with uh, Jason and Joe on the Blitz yesterday. Take it away, Edward. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minutes. Our AA Best Bail Bonds Dallas Cowboys training camp coverage continues in Oxnard with Stephen Jones joining us here. Good morning, Stephen. How are you, sir? Good morning, guys. Great to be on with you. That's great to have you here. Normally we do this over the phone during the season, but it's good to be able to do this in person. Absolutely. I always enjoy being on with you guys, and uh, uh, let's have a... Fun, fun time here. Well, yeah, talk about fun times, man. Thank you for last night. You know, the media party at Nobu is is legendary and always uh, well appreciated for sure. Well, we enjoy uh, getting to uh, have a little sushi and what a great uh, atmosphere that is overlooking the uh, Pacific right there. It doesn't get any better than that. And, uh, of course, some great food and drinks and a good time. A good time for sure. And, and, and a lot of conversation, and I'm probably you're, you're probably tired of being asked about Zach Martin, but, you know, that's the the big story, the only drama this year in Dallas Cowboys training camp. Well, Zach is, uh, you know, he, he's just, uh, you can't say enough great things about what he stands for. He's, uh, when you draw up a first-round pick uh, for an owner, for a general manager, for an organization, you hope uh, that's what they turn out to be. He's had a uh, had a Hall of Fame career. He's still playing at a high level. So I told him he's a unicorn to be playing, uh, you know, at this level, uh, you know, at his age. And uh, But he does everything the right way. He's been a soldier. He's a great teammate. He's a leader. He, he does everything the right way. You know, I don't know how you guys do it, Stephen. I'll be honest with you. But the Dallas Cowboys, if they do one thing very well, you draft well. And so you've got a lot of guys that you you got to take care of. So does something like this kind of throw 
throw things off a little bit? How do you handle all of that? Well, that's uh, you know that that's the biggest thing of all. It's uh, you know it has a, an effect on the whole team. And you know if this was just about Zach, this would be easy. And uh, uh, but unfortunately, we don't have. You know, we've got a salary cap, and we've got to work around that. And as you mentioned, we've been very fortunate to draft well. Uh, we have a lot of young players that have had a lot of success on good football teams. Uh, we've just signed Diggs. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, we've got our eyes set on uh, CD, who's uh, uh, coming up and available. You know, he's certainly qualifies to be redone now. And then, uh, you know, you got other guys who are in the last year, a guy like a Steele, a guy like a Dorrance Armstrong. Uh, all those guys are uh, in the mix, and then we know uh, there's one out here who's uh, wrecking the practice every day, number 11, uh, who'll be looming next year. Yep. So, you know, there there's a lot of things to consider uh, when it comes to this. But uh, uh, and I, I know the, you know, Zach and his team are aware of that as well. But uh, you know, this is the the part the fans no one likes to uh, talk about or. I uh, wish it weren't involved, but there is real business involved in this game. And you mentioned the, the business side of football as we visit with Stephen Jones here on the Blitz. And, and it is that part. Every fan, me, Joe, just pay the man. I mean, he's a guy that has outperformed his contract, but I know it's not that easy. You've said before when we've talked about different contracts through the years, you know, always setting a precedent. How much does that factor in? Well, I mean, that's the hard part here. Zach's under contract. And, uh, you know, he's been paid really well. Uh, you know, since he's come in the game, he was a top 12 pick and, uh, you know, was, so was paid really well uh, under his rookie contract. And then we made him the highest paid uh, at his position, which he remained there for quite some time. So, you know, sometimes it's real hard, you know, to thread the needle to where your your pay was always uh, commensurate with your play. With your play, there's been a lot of great players in this game have to play for a little less than what's on the contract. But, uh uh, like I said, that's a business will, uh, you know, between Zach and uh, the team. And, uh, you know, we've got to focus on what's going on here at camp. When you look at the acquisitions this year with uh, Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks and the team that you already have with some of the young players that we've mentioned, do you look at this year as obviously a golden opportunity to get to Las Vegas yeah, in February? I, I mean, we've... You know, we put this team together. When you got a great quarterback like Dak Prescott, uh, you feel like you're in it every year, uh, and as we should be. And uh, I do think we've got, uh, you know, a good foundation put around Dak. But uh, Dak sets the tone uh, year in and year out. Uh, you know, he epitomizes uh, the insatiable appetite to want to be great. I mean, that's what, uh, you know, he works to do. He knows he's can improve upon some things from last year, and uh, I know that he will. Certainly, uh, uh, you know, we're doing some, some things differently with Coach McCarthy now calling the plays and really putting his fingerprints all over this offense, if you will. Uh, but uh, uh, I just think uh, this team has a great opportunity here, and we've just uh, uh, we've put together two really good uh, regular seasons. Uh, but we got to take the next step in the playoffs, and that's uh, that means winning some big games uh, in the playoffs that we haven't been able to uh, get done the last couple of years. Stephen Jones joining us here on the Blitz on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Uh, you look at this roster complete in all phases. Is there a position group that is getting a lot more attention during meetings, especially when you start figuring out who's actually going to make the 53? Well, it's as competitive of a roster that I've been around in quite some time. I mean, you, 
usually these things work themselves out. I, I still see log jams, uh, you know, at some of the position groups. It's a competitive as a group all around uh, that we've been around. Obviously, we've got some, uh, you know, some young kickers out there, and so that one's a. Uh, uh, you know, not clear cut. It'll be a great competition out there to see who ultimately ends up uh, kicking, whether it's uh, the competition here at camp or, you know, as we tell players all the time, you're also competing around uh, other players around the league because uh, not everybody can keep all their players. And uh, there's certainly uh, sometimes great opportunities, just like there were with Gilmore and Brooks, uh, to improve your football team. So, um, you know, it's just been a very competitive camp. And, uh, you know, we got young guys who are, who are making some plays out on the field. Uh, you know, Brooks, the receiver, is going to push that group. You know, that's a, uh, uh, you know, an obvious group with the first three, but then that fourth, fifth, sixth spot. And then you got, you know, a guy like Turpin holding down one of the spots because of his dynamic uh, return ability. But, uh, uh, you know, that's going on, whether it's the defensive line, the linebackers, uh, overshone the uh, RUT. Uh, linebacker that we picked in the third round is having a great camp so uh, in general it's just uh, very competitive and uh, you know that's how you become great is uh, the competition there everybody's got to be on top of their game and it's good stuff and you talk about some of the position groups and I look at like uh, say a Rico Dowdle you uh-huh. know he, you, you've kept him around for a couple of years even though he's he's dealt with some injuries I look at kind of that short yardage back type situation uh You've kept him around because you like him, right? I mean, so tell me about the running back room behind Tony Pollard. Well, you got him and Malik, and mm-hmm. uh, certainly Deuce Vaughn uh, has been turning some heads out there. Dude, is a, uh, I'm a tall five seven. <laughs> I love what I'm seeing out of Deuce. He's well, more than just a gadget guy, isn't he? He is, and uh, you know he's a he's got great instincts as a running back, and he made some cuts out there. I know. Or certainly defensively, we're not taking him to the ground, but I think they were calling him down maybe when uh, in a real game they might not would have gotten him down right there. So, uh, uh, you know, he's another one that's going to push, uh, you know, on this roster the, to make things difficult. But we do. Um, I thought Malik had a great year for us last year. Uh, he came in and, uh, you know, took Rico's spot when he got hurt, and uh, and then he wouldn't let it go. So, uh uh, Malik's having a great camp, and then of course TP speaks for itself. I mean, he's he's going to get more touches, and I think uh, just more production because he's a a dynamic player. I think Mike's got some great uh, thoughts on how to get him the ball in space too, where he's uh, you know where he can really use that juice. But uh, you know, I think we underestimate TP how good a short yardage runner he was too. I mean, he hits it up in there, got a great uh, instincts and feel for the uh, you know where the creases are and. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be a great number one back for us. Yeah, when you look at Tony Pollard, Stephen, uh, blocking. Zeke was so good at blocking in the backfield. Is Tony underrated in that yes, position? I think he is. I think he, he gets the job done there and uh, certainly can do that uh, well for us. And uh, now Zeke is was rare at it. I, I get hats off to Zeke. I mean, he, Zeke's such a competitor, and uh, nothing but respect for him and what he did for us and uh, his career here in Dallas. But uh, uh, I do think we can get the job done. You mentioned uh, with, with Tony Pollard kind of back to some contract stuff at the opening press conference here in Oxnard that you had offered Tony Pollard a long-term deal, and obviously he opted to play on the franchise tag. Were you surprised? Um, 
that he is here on the tag and not on a longer-term deal, and how much does that concern you moving forward? No, I have respect for that. I mean, certainly uh, I'm, I'm sure TP thinks is, you know, if he puts together a big year as the number one back, uh, you know, that he can uh, maybe create more value. And uh, certainly he's a young guy. He doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires because, as we all know, Zeke took the, the heavy part of the load the last uh uh, you know, since Tony's been in the league. But uh, uh, I certainly see where they're coming from, nothing but respect for it. But uh, uh, but like I said, we offered him a, a deal, and he feels like, uh, you know, he can he can improve upon that. You know, Stephen, Jerry said that uh, Zeke is still a possibility. Is he a possibility here? Absolutely. Anybody who's a free agent, uh, you know, that can improve our football team if the business is right, uh, then, you know, there can always be an opportunity here. I mean, no one – can think more of Zeke Elliott than uh, the Cowboys organization and, uh, you know, Mike and Jerry and Will and myself uh, just have nothing but respect for him. Stephen Jones joining us here on uh, The Blitz. Before we let you go, Stephen, I want to ask you a question more about the business side of running a franchise. You know, talks in San Antonio with Wemby, now a member of the San Antonio Spurs, about a downtown arena with an entertainment district. You travel around. You see that all over the country. You guys have done that in Frisco. Talk about why that is so important from a team aspect to have the entertainment district around the stadium or arena. Well, I, you know, from just the team, you got to make sure they can get done what they need to get done, which is be prepared to win a championship. Uh, the entertainment district, in, in our minds, more for the fans. I, I think the players do enjoy it. A lot of our guys live, work, and play right there. They've got uh, homes either right around the star, and actually some of them actually live in 12, the high-rise uh uh, that we're partners with, number 12, Roger Stallback, yeah. the number 12. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, anyway, it's a, uh, I think it's fantastic for our fans. And then, you know, as it turns out, our players seem to uh, enjoy it. They don't have to get in their cars. They can walk to work. They can, uh, of course, have, have a nice dinner anywhere there in the district. They're welcomed. Uh, you know, we've got a Cowboys club that they enjoy uh, as well. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's great for the fans, and as it turns out, a, a lot of our players embrace it and, uh, you know, want to live, work, and play there. Awesome. You know, Stephen, i got to ask you real quick, how much fun are you having? I mean, you, you guys walk around, we always talk about Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones, but with all the difficulties of running an NFL football team, you guys look like you're having a blast. Oh, well, you just uh, it doesn't feel like work, I can <laughs> tell you that, because, uh, you know, we love it. Uh, we enjoy it. We look forward to all aspects of it, whether it's tr going to training camp to kick off another big year, uh, certainly during the seasons, just, uh, you know, it's outstanding. It's stressful. Uh, the games themselves, but uh, I think Tex once told Jerry it'd be a great business if you didn't have to play the games. We're <laughs> promoting the team all the time, and uh, uh, we're pretty good at that, promoting the star yeah, and the team, and the, uh, we've just got to get one of these rings, and I know that's at the very top of the the number one boss around here is to get a championship, and our fans deserve that. We've uh, not gotten it done, uh, you know, in quite some time, so uh, that's at the top of our priority list. Stephen Jones here on the Blitz. Always appreciate the time. Great being on. Stephen Jones on with the Blitz yesterday. It'd be a great business if he didn't have to play the games. <laughs> That's a quote Man, to I take love home quote. with you. I love that quote. Hey, let's reflect on what Stephen had to say because there's a lot there. But hey, hey, listen, music guys, listening real close. I got tickets right now for me for you. You want to go see Godsmack and Stained? Listen to this.
It's Hot Ticket Thursday. Be the ninth caller at 210-656-ESPN. And you could be on your way. The hottest tickets to the hottest events. Ninth caller wins. Godsmack. Stained. Germania. All three of those words are correctly in order. They're at the Germania Insurance Amphitheater on August the 31st. If you're caller number nine, you'll be rocking with Godsmack and Stained. Steven, a couple things. That was a lot there to unpack. They were busy, and, and the good news is, for anybody that's concerned, no Joe Reinagles were harmed during the recording of Dude, the Stephen Jones interview. Joe Reinagle, how about this, buddy? There's this little red button here on the tie line. <laughs> when, it's, when, it's, when it's red, when it's lit up red, Joe, you press it if you're coughing like you're about to die, and it turns the microphone off. Ooh, I felt Tim Spence had to tell him to turn it off because he coughed for 30 minutes. So the funny part about this was, so yesterday <laughs> when Stephen was on, I had I had the interview on yeah. my streamyard. I'm watching the stream, oh, okay. but I didn't have the sound all the way up. So I just see Joe kind of coming and going <laughs> with his hand out. He's kind of coming and going, and and, and Joe and, and um, James had done a pretty good job of trying to get the dropping the sound dropping the sound a bit, but. It just kept going. It was yeah. as bad of a coughing fit as I've ever seen any guy on air deal with. And, you know, to Steven's credit, he, was, he was, kept going. Well, and then these are the these like, are Joneses. And then he yeah. turned. This is behind the scenes. Turned at the end of the interview and said, man, I thought we were going to lose you. <laughs> right. And go afterwards. <laughs> Joe, but I'm just wondering why Joe didn't turn the mic off. Turn the mic off. Take a drink, man. But you know what I told I told Spence? I was like, it's because he's a TV guy. He's used to them turning it off for him. <laughs> exactly right. He still, he still hasn't gotten all the way used to being a radio guy. But one question that I really love from Jason, um, uh, the business question, only because we've had the discussion as well, we may be getting a new sponsor for the building i know now there's talks about us possibly we got the rock on the way mm-hmm. now we're supposed to be maybe getting a new arena downtown and just talking about the importance of the location of where you put these things and what you put around it because again especially what we've been through the last 20 years with the at&t center and just being in the middle of east houston with nothing around it we can't make that mistake again only so i felt like that was a good question and correlating to what we're about to go through in san antonio with Wimby arriving I, I will say this as we look toward the future um whatever it's going to be will be the anchor for the franchise for the next 20 years wherever that is whatever that's going to be right. whether it be downtown san marcus austin whatever it is that's what it's going to be and it, it's going Would to you be stop the, bringing up austin why are you I, trying to pick on don because Harris? until there is he, a shovel oh, it's thursday in, he's in his car until <laughs> there is a shovel in the ground and there are contract signs and there are special taxation districts in place mm-hmm. i will not be convinced that uh, i i'm I'm not in. I've been through this too many times. So until it, be there, there's a ceremonial groundbreaking where all the, the suits are wearing the gold hats and the shiny shovels, until we have that, I'm not going to believe anything until it's actually a physical manifestation of that. Okay. Uh, Mike McCarthy uh, came by the house earlier this morning. We cleaned up first of what we hope to be many many visits he's brought to you every week uh here on san antonio sports star by a, a. best bell bonds on friday mornings now i'll just i got the list here jerry jones stephen jones mike mccarthy dak later micah deron bland terrence Steele, stefan gilmore i'm calling in tomorrow what more do you want from me what more do you want from me what uh, more do you want cowboy nation a, a, uh, i'm i'm calling in tomorrow well, I, I would and like, I'll wait for y'all to get home, and then we'll leave. 
I'm well, calling what I would like. What, 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 what more like. do you want is the admittance that you have chosen a, a Dallas Cowboy football player that is not going to live up to the love. <laughs> why are you? Why are we I doing just want this? You, why are we doing this? Uh, you really want to do this? Well, no, I'm just saying. I don't want, I, I'm afraid you're going to get hurt. Rob. I'm afraid. Rob, I'm going to give you a chance. You're standing out on the edge of this branch. It is wobbling. Rob, I'm going to give you a chance to get on and, this boat. And then, see, what Rudy did, and what nobody realizes, is he knows that he, he might be wrong. He believes he's right. <laughs> he believes that he's right in who should be the backup to uh, Tony Pollard. He believes he, and he might very well be. But what Rudy has done is stack the deck. So uh, coming up next... Uh, Mike McCarthy's going to sit down. You're going to have a conversation. And you're going to hear Rudy kind of step in and try to save try to save his opinion on who should be the backup running back to Tony Pollard. You, you leaned in on it. You went further than well, even uh, than this guy's agent did. Mike, so I'm going to give you credit. Mike, trust me. Well, Mike, you're going to want to hear the response, and we'll read guy. between the lines in that. And all things else, Dallas Cowboys, is Mike McCarthy's just around the corner, and he talks to his offenses, defense, and all things in between. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1, a San Antonio sports star. Here is head coach Mike McCarthy of your Dallas Cowboys sitting in, joining with us for the first of what will be. I would we were doing our count, coach, uh, of eighteen visits as uh, he will join us every Friday morning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I said a minimum of eighteen visits. We're just beginning it, and as, before we dive into stuff, uh, good to see you again, coach. Looking good, glimmer in your eye as always. Absolutely. I mean, it's training camp. Um, you know, this this is the best place. You could possibly have a camp, so everything's going great. Absolutely. Seems staying, you know, relatively healthy, but no. I'm How are you feeling? Loving it. Has, oh, I feel is great. It, yeah, is feel it great. Hadn't yeah. you know, no jet lag yet? No jet lag. No. No. You no, know what I mean? Just, Where you start feeling like what t- what day is it yet? None yeah, of those? you know, camp is you know you're trying to you know just maximize everything you can here because you know you know you're on a limited time with your players, but right. You get to train in this space here, and there's nothing like it. So we can we can go full speed. In our business, you know, we get up early, uh, and you start living with this internal clock. You know, I know what, uh, there's a certain time of day I'm supposed to be doing something. Have you hit that with the camp? Like it is, it is 7:15. Right. There's a camp, there's a meeting I got to be at, and I know where I need to be. Have you found that rhythm yet? Well, I'm, I'm an early riser, uh, so you know the, the mornings are I love. Um, the, the nighttime is the part that you know it always takes you a while, right? To, get into a rhythm you know because this is the our offensive staff this is our first time going through it together so you know we're spending a little extra time at night than, than we probably like to but um, it's just kind of where we are with you taking over the play college did you get as much time to decompress as you normally do i know the last couple of years i talked to you, you kind of take that time away mm-hmm. kind of get away were were you able to still have that time to yourself and to the family or did you have to get right back to work well um i i, I did i had great family time on the break um in but I spent a lot of time going back and just making sure things I've done in my past, if, uh, you know, a couple of wrinkles that I wanted to bring in. Because, you know, I, I think just like everything, and I've done it every year, you know, you, you have a system, you have a scheme, you know, evaluation, implementation, you're building it, building it. Right. Then you have the draft, you know, and then you get a Deuce Vaughn and then Brandon Cooks. Do we have enough, you know, so, you know, Terp, you know, Terp. And so, I mean, just making sure, you know, Bringing some new ideas, so you know we we have some wrinkles that we'll put in later um, that, that'll come out of those those conversations. But you know, so I've always spent you know pretty much the first two weeks because your head's still in the football. Right. You, know, you go on vacation, so you're still into it. So 
Um, but it was fun. I was watching old beta camp tapes and quarterback <laughs> schools from the New Orleans yeah. Saints. And so, I, you know, I, you know. Well, I, you know, during the, one of the mojo moments the other day, I saw and I was like, wow, this is different. Terp. The lateral, yes. Yeah, I saw Terp and Deuce in one of those packages. Talk to us about Deuce and Terp and what the type of weapons, because, you know, CD Please. was asked, CD was asked, hey, he feels like Terp is one of the best kept secrets. It's going to be hard to keep him off the field. Yeah, I mean, Terp, Terp you know, I, mean, I love that guy. I mean, just the way he came in here last year, because, you know, yeah. this is when he arrived here in, in the middle of training camp. So, uh, but, you know, has tremendous ability. Um, he's just so dynamic with the ball in his hands, but you know, you know, we're still developing him as a route runner because I mean, his, his ability to—I mean, he's got an incredible stride, and he's—you know—he's probably the quickest guy on the field too. So I mean, his his combination could be lethal. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to get, get get have more involved than just playing the normal rotations of receiver. You know, we don't want to be in packages where we have to identify you know every time he goes in the game it's here so you know if he can play in the flow which he is right now mm -hmm. um, which is different than last year just playing the flow of the offense it'll, it'll give us a chance to you know move him around and, and just play do the some different things yeah. I think will help him uh, on those specialty plays apply that same thought process to your your running back to Vaughn well, our running back room is different. You know, yeah, I mean, so, first, uh, my, you know, my first three years here, we we had you know we had two dynamic runners, we had two number ones. So, right. and then, you know, you look at the twenty twenty you know version of the offense. You know, or you look at the numbers we ran the ball. I mean, you know, they had to go up. I mean, that was the you know number one focus coming out of that season. And so, I, I thought we did a really good job, you know, using Tony and Zeke in twenty one and twenty two. And but uh, you know now that group that room looks differently, and, and how is that going to sort out? And that's you know that's why we're here at camp and working through. But I I love what the young young running backs are doing. I mean they've they've done so a really nice job. How would you quantify it now? You got an RB one and an RB two ABC. Well, I mean we have we have a veteran and a bunch of young guys. I mean that's yeah. just just the facts. So um, and those young guys also play special teams. So special teams mm. will be a big factor in how that sorts out. If you're playing in the Hall of Fame game tonight, Coach, who's starting at right guard? Oh, um, I mean, you know, we got Josh Ball in there, and and uh, you know, we just keep working those guys. Okay. This, I mean, you know, Zach's situation is business, and we miss him. Don't get me wrong. No, of course, everybody loves him. Of course, and and all that. But this is this is a healthy opportunity for these young players. You know, these are these are reps that uh, they can use. You know, especially against the number one defense. You know. Zach and you know Tyron, we're going to be on a pitch count anyways. So you know, mm -hmm. coming in here, you got to be smart with those guys. So yeah, we'll just keep working these young guys. How much did last year's offensive line issues, injuries, and all that, where you're moving guys around, go into the prep for this this kind of for your offense as you've evolved this thing? I mean, it really has every year. I mm -hmm. mean, all th my 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 three years here. I mean, the num the numbers are adversity's know, getting crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, I, I've never had. These, this many offensive line starting lineups in, in a two-year period, let alone a three-year period. So, yeah, definitely, it's we're very cognizant. Can you take me to school real quick? What's that? Uh, can take me to school on how do you put together an offense, looking at the offensive line the way it's structured, and, and find the the measure between mobility, interplaceability, interchangeability, and continuity on an, on an overall stretch with the offense. How do you meld those well, two things at, together? You look at the individual number one and what is his skill set. So. You know, is he a one-position player? Is he a two-position player? And then, you know, sometimes you have a guy that can play all three positions. So that's that's the starting point. So the ample number of time that you get him trained. Now, you may only be able to get him trained 
in the technique, in the physicality part of it, but then you can train them in the mental part of it through the walkthrough. So it's just, once again, establishing the individual's ability to play multiple positions. How many more reps do you need to do that for real in a, oh, in a well, you never have enough I know, but I mean, is it like another month? I mean, well, yeah. I'm, well, you, you guys have been around. You, I mean, training camp's a lot different today than it was, you know, 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. So, uh, but that's where you have to you have to get it done in the classroom. You have to get it done in the walkthroughs. But in the offensive line, I mean, it, it, that's 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 a hard position, and it's you know, there's a you know thought that you always give linemen three years to find out where they're at. I mean, you know, we also had a pandemic in the middle of that right. evaluation period too. So, uh, I mean, that's real. I, I think young players, uh, because you don't get the. Play, I mean, the first pad of practice was really the first rep of all their training that. That was that really was what they can tie to getting ready for the game. I mean, you know, perimeter guys can can go full speed, you know, against one another in helmets, you know, and, and get and get get the work. The, the line the linemen don't get that, you know, they don't get that. I mean, I can remember being on the uh, the Mad Committee for coaches committee. John Madden used to say it all the time. What can we do to help? You know, he's an old line coach. You know, his mm-hmm. original was an offensive line coach, and, and it was a point well made. What can we do to help these offensive linemen? I mean, they're just, it's such a disadvantage to start the season just from a training perspective. It's you know, they, they don't they don't get the you know trips to the plate that the other positions do. Where or where I know the word you've used a lot this campus installs. Where are you in the offense with your installs? How was your walk through yesterday? When you getting back in the pads? How's everything going? Well, this is our sixth install. Then Saturday okay. will be seven. Then you know next uh, Monday will be eight. So then once we get past that, then we'll we'll get into the prep for. You know, Jacksonville, make sure our guys are ready. So, What's the percentage of in there? What we, are you a quarter percent in? Are you a 30 percent, 40 percent in? Just to yeah, give us an idea of what we're looking at. 60 percent? Yeah. Mike McCarthy sitting in with us here on, on uh, San Antonio Sports Talk. I need you to Star. help me be right, though. I've been arguing with people about Malik Davis. I need you to help me be right about him. I think he's the real deal. I think he can I, – I, I'm going to stand on it. I don't care what anybody says. I think Malik is going to have a breakout year. If he, I mean, depending on how things go, he gets the touches and the reps. I think Malik Davis is the real deal. An advocate for sure. Big Definitely. Time. I think he's clearly one of those guys that's making that jump from year one to year two, without a doubt. He showed great, you know, really good natural run skill in his limited opportunities last year. Um, he's done a good job in the weight room. You know, he's, he's stronger. And uh, he's done he's done a nice job with the pass protection responsibilities we've added to the running back room, and and I think he'll be you know he's a natural at, at uh, you know check downs and and working the underneath routes too. So yeah, I, I think he's developed really well. Hey, he has, there you have I, it. I do. I, 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 he has a lot of natural run skill. That's hey. the reason you come to work. Hey, we look forward Thanks, to sending coach. some tacos this year. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Appreciate you, rolling, coach. Huh? That was head coach Mike McCarthy sitting in with us here on R&R in the morning. And get used to it. He's a regular with us every Friday, just about 645. He sits in with us. And we hope this will be the first of, I said, at the minimum, 18 visits. And he said, how let's do 22. Yeah, well, 20. 12. Because that means you would won the division. And then. You, well, you got the buy. The buy. Well, if you get the that buy. That means you got the buy. Well, so then you get the division okay. around. But if you if you had wild carded it, would you get, we'd get an extra game with him, right? right? So we don't want the extra game. No, we'd we want the division game, NFC title, but Super Bowl. So I he said three. Like, so he said he trusts me. He plans on winning the division. He plans on getting the buy, and he plans on going to Vegas. That's why he said twenty. But you know, you look, you look at the coaches and you see their playoff records, and I, it doesn't matter which coach I'm talking about. When you look at the stuff, no matter who it is, but it don't when look you get that those, great. but if you were like the the coaches that won a bunch of division titles but lost the division round mm-hmm. because they didn't have a wild card game to win. 
You know what I mean? They meant to the. They went. They got. They should count as they a got win. the bye. That's, the that, wild cards. They don't count, get the win. I know. You so should. They end up go zero and one in the playoffs, <laughs> even though they won the division and got the bye. And then the bye guy who had, who managed to win that playoff game. That the wild like, card. Uh, that's Dak. Dak's rookie year. Right. They went thirteen and three, got the bye, and then they lost to so Green Bay. Zero and one. But if they'd have been a wild card, then at least been one and one. Right. You would have been been able to put that one playoff win in the right. positive column right. as we get there. And as McCarthy was sitting talking about, I hope you guys noticed that uh, Rudy stepped in and played agent to uh, Malik Davis. Malik Davis. And uh, hey, man, I will say this: he did noticeably sit up. He did, he had obviously appreciated because he was done. like, you know what it is? He's like, damn, Rudy knows football. <laughs> that was, that's, he was like, damn, was it. <laughs> like, damn. Wow. He was like, damn, finally, you know what? Rudy really knows I've football. I've been here a week. And it, you he know, was like, I haven't gotten a good question all week. There it is. You know, I, I break up his press conference. I tell him about Malik Davis, something that he hasn't heard in any press conference. Ain't nobody talking about Malik Davis. All right. That's what we bring you here in 94.1. We step out of the box. <laughs> we get the response that is actually required. So we, I, I didn't ask him, uh, but I assume. What? Is today a padded practice? I assume they had the day off yesterday with a walkthrough. I don't think they did a lot they're of at numbers. They're at the sixth install. I've heard them talk about installs so much. I had to ask them about installs. Like, where are you all at on installs? They said they're about at this number, the sixth install. They're trying to get to nine. And he said that they're at 60%. About so they're 60%. getting 10% of their playbook installed at every practice. Yeah. And, and think of the, the way this is structured. And then you have to go and study it. Right. And like, they're only given so many snaps inside this practice right. to get this install done. I was actually surprised when he said 60% considered what we've, what we've seen. We have one I found pork rinds. Southern Recipe small batch pork Tim had him hidden. Survived. Spence had him hidden in his damn until bag. Until the near end of the Thursday yeah. show. <laughs> They're probably stale. Hey, uh, Dak Prescott's going to stop by with the Blitz this afternoon, and so many questions to uh, to ask. I think I think the biggest thing, and I think we're probably making too much of it. When you listen to Mike McCarthy and you listen to Dak, they keep talking about, "Hey, we're keeping most of our same principles." So this whole, well, when are they going to get on the same page, and how is it, and what is it, and they they're keeping the basis of it. Mm-hmm. They just chopped it down a bit to make it simpler to give him more time pre-snap, it's, and they're changing the language. So, yeah, does that matter? Yeah, but remember at the beginning of uh, OTAs, Mike said, look, some of the plays we call, the play call was just too long. Great play call, but we're taking 15, 20 seconds right. to call the play. Like, let's just cut that down. Make, like, ZYZZZ instead of ZYZZX, 35, And limit your right options, home. man. Limit yeah. your options. There's three and go, make three it, and dirt it, whatever it, it might simple, be. Make it simple, man. Make it simple. And like Jerry said, make it DAC friendly. Now, damn, Rob, help me out. Because you seem to play it fair. How long have they been making it DAC friendly? Why are we acting like this? Why are we talking like this is new? They've well, been making it DAC friendly, Rob, since he was a rookie. I agree. But I so also, what are we talking well, about? Well, I think we're also talking about the progression of the quarterback that DAC is becoming and become. You know, like when the, when it was first DAC friendly, it was a, he was a rookie. And DAC friendly meant you got one option if it ain't their run. 
<laughs> that, that's the Dak. And he was offense. damn good at it. And it worked because he had Zeke behind him running for miles. True that. And then as Dak slowly grew into being a quarterback, they made it Dak friendly every year to kind of add into those extra bits of the offense that he was mastering and the extra bits of skills that he was acquiring or at least fine tuning. So I, I agree with you. But, you know, I think every great offense is quarterback friendly to yeah. that skill set. So <laughs> Why is that breaking? So, so when Jerry comes up, uh, we're going to make this more Dak friendly. I, every every system isn't that the job of the coach i think i think matt Matt lafleur is going to try to make jordan love offense friendly and if i hear anybody sean payton is going to try to bring russell wilson back from the dead so yeah we're doing our best to get the quarterback friendly offense in good in good place and one of the great things about hanging out with all the guys that are riding you know the the dallas types have you ever stood up and did the show um yeah i I tell all my young though i tell all but i feel better well, I tell all I my feel like talent, I'm projecting. The more tired you get, the you oh, have to start stand up. But I'm you do get out of camera guard. angle. I was going to say. Well, see, I know. You, you know what? I forgot. I forgot people like looking at me. One of the things <laughs> that we. <laughs> no, you didn't forget. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that I find interesting from one of the things you pointed out yesterday. What's that? Was we were talking about the uh, the back and forth between Dak and Trayvon Diggs in a very particular play on the seven-on-sevens where uh, Diggs is telling him he got him, called a female dog, yeah, 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 yeah. tossed the ball back and forth. And we were talking about the competition that's being fostered between the offense and the defense. Right. And um, Dan Quinn said he likes it. He, Dan Quinn said he wants toes on the he line. He wants toes on the line. Like, but don't go too far. And then some of the back story is this one. You know, the guys that are around the team that are in the locker rooms day in and day out that know what the, you know, what the day-to-day organism looks like. Right. Have, have told us over the last couple of days that's not uncommon. That they that these guys go at each other. That this is just kind of a manifestation of things that we don't really think goes on, but it does. That these are, these are kind of high spirited guys that are not afraid to get in each other's. We're face told there's a fight it. in there every day, not fist fight. And I didn't know that. But that was well. Not there's no way. There's no way for us to know. And that's why you need to listen to us here because we are inside those doors. I would have not have known that, but for being here. So when I see this, and we think is there so going to be an time issue? So next time I just blow it off. Go, you know what? That's the, that's the cowboy way now. That they get in their face, they get after each other, but they know when it's over, it's over. And uh, you know what? There, there's no better news I could have gotten. I mean, when I hear guys that are there, go, yeah, that's that's no big deal. Yeah. Especially these two. They've gone at it before. I I, I think. Uh, I think it can be healthy, but I also think it can be toxic if it goes too far. That's all I was saying. But as I was told last night during steak night, it's not a big deal. There's a big argument and the big debates that go on inside that locker room after every single practice. That's what I told and I trust the source. So I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it. Something I I would have absolutely not expected. No. I just see, you know, I don't, I I just, you know why, you know why I really went there? Because I do feel like I can see Dak inching toward that Russell Wilson category. Where where not not where not where he's a douche. Not where he's a douche. I think Russell has some douche qualities where it's like the team kind of feels like he's been coddled. Like that's what happened in Seattle. The team felt like, okay, you're the face of the team. You get every endorsement. They were throwing the ball on the one yard line because they want you to win the MVP. Like when you start edging toward that where it feels like, mm-hmm. okay, Everything is geared towards you. You can never do any wrong. Even though you, Dak, mentally not trying to be that, that can be the perception of the team, and then it builds resentment, and then that's when these type of words, when you're calling a man a female dog, it's like, hold on, that felt different. 
And that's when that's why it's a fine line between healthy competition and toxic. Because I saw that happen in Seattle. Like, it's slow. Like, over time, it was just like they take little jabs at Russ. And then there was a little bit bigger. And then it got to the point where it was just flat-out disrespectful. And then they had to blow the whole damn thing up. And then last year in Denver, you get to a situation where half the damn team don't even go to his birthday party. Yeah, there was no respect to be built Because of, Nathaniel yeah. Hackett was doing the same things that was going on in Seattle where it's kind of like, okay, well, it's not on you. I'm not going to chastise you. And then the guys, you end up getting, you end up being resented. Where, who was it, the offensive lineman? Remember the offensive lineman cursed him out when he came to the sideline? That's why I brought that up. No, I'm not saying that's, that's happening thing. here in Dallas, but, but I'm just saying that's why I brought it up. And there's no more likely can- or possible right. candidate than Dak because he's treated like the little prince. He never does anything wrong. But, you know, that's that is up, what man? it is. Well, come on. Hey. Come on, man. Come Nate, sit down with us. You got a minute? You got a minute? How you doing? Oh, man, you peeked in. I thought you had a minute. All right, let's go. I will take a lost soldier over an absent one any minute, man. You know, you're the perfect person because we're just having this discussion. We're talking about Nate Newton just walking by, grabbing a headset. Perfect question. Big Nate Newton just enjoyed this. How do you stay on the fine line between healthy competition in that locker room versus Man. things being becoming disrespectful and toxic. Like, where is the line drawn? And when, when is it cool and when is it like, okay, that's too far? Uh, okay, uh, especially in today's generation when right. it's, when it's, uh, you see a lot of guys that uh, get bruised egos real early. Uh, it's, it's, a, th- it's a, a real thin line, but uh, you have leaders in the locker room. You know, sometime when it get a little bit too far that, you know, you you know, and it finally dies down that, you know, the guys with a little bit more responsibility, uh, maturity and their right. thinking will go, Hey man, but that you just said much. yeah, that was too much. Or uh, if the coach get win, he'll be like, Hey fellas, we're we still a team. At the end of the right. day we're all men and we all need to be respected. So if you don't know what to say, don't say anything at all. You know, and some guys you can jab at all day. I was one of them guys. You can virtually say anything. My mom, my dad, my grandmom. It didn't matter because at the end of the day, it's about fun. It's about getting through the day because these days get long and tedious. Right. And so, you know, you need a a little bit of uh, of fun. But like I say, in this this society where. You got to watch it. Especially if you're the wrong person here and they got their phone going. And then we can we can perceive it to be more than what it is. Kind of like yeah. Trayvon and Dak the other day. Yeah, what those guys' relationship is fine. They, what they were talking about, it's always, no big deal. Always. I mean, I don't even know what they said. People, right. a lot of people. I'm like, okay, it's, it's okay. Just another day. It's, <laughs> it's just it's another okay. day at practice. Let me, let me tell you something. And and then this is not a husband and wife thing. Okay. But my wife would say some things to me sometimes. I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Same. You know, in the next minute, I'm trying to kiss on a baby. Come here, you know. <laughs> Got your Stop, baby. Stop. You know. Come on now. Right, right. And, 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 and this hunger for media, for substance, for content. Yes. We, we as the media, sometimes will make it big. I'm guilty. Yeah, I'm we'll, guilty. we'll make it big. Especially I mean. when we talk about the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. So we're America's team, whether you like it or not. Front and center, I mean, 24 and, uh, hours a day. And so I love it. Is this a February team? Is this a who team? Is this a February team, a team that could be playing in Las Vegas this year? This is a team that needs to win 
the second round and get into the NFC Championship game. See, that's spoken from a player's point of view. You yeah. Just, like, like, let's trust the process. Yeah. So what if it? What if they don't? If they don't make it to the Super Bowl? No, no. They don't win that. I think the, the goal that you're saying Oh, this right. a, it's yeah. a bad season. And if then, they don't win the second playoff game and get to the NFC Championship game, this is a lost season. It's a bare minimum. This is, yeah, this is a lost. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that's saying, I'm, I'm the, the guy that believes this right here. It's a process. Yes. And last year, being the fact that we lost our quarterback for four or five games, and for us to even be in this situation – I felt good about it. Okay. And then we did what we did in the first round against Tampa. I felt good about it. I knew going against them 49ers that was going to be a whole different a whole different hammer. <laughs> and 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 I, I was sick that we lost it because I I rode I rode all year long. See, I I I'm telling you, hey, Dak need to stop with the carelessness of the ball. Even yeah. though I knew all of that wasn't his fault. No. Receivers running bad routes, tip balls by the receivers turns into interceptions but Dak took the blunt of it on his shoulders so we gonna keep it on your shoulders I, I would love to sit here and talk with you all Look day man. don't next time don't ask me to come in what I want to do is invite you Tell back yeah, tomorrow yeah. please come by man and you can't be trying to stand up over this dude either man stand up with this guy there you go there you go man he's trying to stand up over this dude like yo man see the thing is I've been losing weight and I still don't look as good as you yeah yeah that's why we want to just look down and do some setups and you'll be alright appreciate it that was awesome this is R&R the morning San Antonio sports star there's a lot coming we'll see all day long.